Greetings and salutations and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the mysterious death-strewn pyramids of Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. This gets uh, worse every week. I am your host and Dungeon Master Jason Phelps, and I'm joined as ever by Robbie Rumpelstiltskin Bellicon, Sam uh, Crumping Stiltskin no. Burns, <laughs> and uh, Ellie uh, Elephant Stilting Sparrow. My own elephant on stilts, or are like, or are these like elephant stilts? Like you stilts are you are elephant. using two elephants, one for each foot. Uh, that sounds incredible and also upsetting. Probably because... inhumane. Yeah. No, I was thinking for me, <laughs> yeah, the because my legs would have to be you. really far apart. I mean, yeah, you'd have to be. Ow. You'd have to be doing the Either they're baby elephants, in which case it's still cr- it's even crueler. Or maybe you've got one of those old like elephant castles, like a pair of elephant castles, and they're just close enough together that you can bridge the distance. Mm. I think elephants are too big. I don't think it's, you're going to be able to do that. You no. no, unless you are like a crazy dancer who can like you know do. Um, I think they're called oversplits. Oh yeah. Oh, that sounds I think, horrifying. I think it's called oversplits. There might be a better technical word for that, but it's basically where you go like past the splits and your legs are like no, no, beyond no, no, where no, the splits are. No, 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 shape. Yeah. Next week on Flintlocks and Fireballs, a Celestia do a... the oversplits. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a fire giant does uh, oversplits and a pair of mammoths, but that works too. <laughs> Oversplits. I could be right. I feel like I'm missing like a word out of that. Like yeah, there's something else. There's, there. there's probably something or other. Yeah. Um, so uh, this. So so in, in terms of here in the past, we'll get to what's happening in the present in a moment from that licentious CAD future, Jason. Uh, but here in the past, uh, we've uh, we just come. Are you back. flirting with yourself? Because that's what it felt like for a moment. <laughs> Isn't um, flirting with yourself tantamount to just prelude to a wank, basically. <laughs> basically, what it is. Wank you know what? No, I'm fucking. I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this bait. Um, future Jason, tell me how you feel about me. You're an overly self-referential pillock, and your nose is weird. But I love you anyway. Libris Arcana, our continuing sponsor, offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and one randomly selected bonus die every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Sonic Boom! As we enter the new year, it's that time of the year to make New Year's resolutions. Those promises to yourself that you will inevitably break within the first few weeks of continued winter. Here at Flintlocks and Fireballs, we resolve to keep bringing you high-quality podcasts and middling to acceptable quality advertising copy, just as Libris Arcana resolves to continue bringing out great sets of dice every month, including the two unique sets later this year, Hawaiian Sunrise and Snowblind, which were funded in their Kickstarter A Year of Dice. But what other resolutions have been made? Let's take a look at this list of New Year's resolutions. From the Die Hungry Beast below... This year I resolve to stop my crippling dice addiction. It never works. From Fighty Gubbinswick. This year I resolve to drink, fight, sew, and be merry. From Adolf Sachs. 
This year I resolved to pursue my musical inclinations with all of this gold some weirdos gave me for spreading rumours. From Jimothy Buchanan. This year I resolved to make preparations for the next. From Molly Hohes, nay Wheelhill. This year I resolved to spend more than three days with my husband, even if it kills him. From the sculptor. This year I resolve to make beautiful art. From Alton Appleblossom. This year I resolve to find some way off this island full of angry walruses. From Geoffrey. <laughs> From Uncle Vig. This year I resolved to stop sealing people in barrels and dropping them into the sea. I promise. From Celestia Stardust. This year I resolve not to make any more bargains with hags. And from Olga Gristlegums. This year I definitely resolve to make more bargains as a hag. Listen up for a spot from our friends over at One Shot Onslaught during this episode. This week on Robbie Watch is our final week on Robbie Watch. Robs has now completed her tour of Awful Auntie after a year and a half. Huzzah! After a tearful farewell to her owl puppets, this week and for several weeks to come, Robbie will be headed back to her home in private town, Nunya Business Show. Farewell, Awful Auntie. And now Robs can get on with some much needed rest. And with that, it's back to you, past Jason, you cad. Okay, so that was a lot more frank and honest than I expected. Yeah, I felt Ouch. kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I was going to say, that's the kind of worms you really don't want to be opening. <laughs> no. Okay, well, that's all going to the fanfic well, we writers. Well, we learnt something. Um. <laughs> yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. Oh my god, if one of you writes a fanfic of Jason with his future self, like I will, I think I'll physically explode, to be honest. I feel so like there's sure a scene do. like that in The Time Travellers. Well, anyway, um, so moving aside... There from... is, that happens. <laughs> he like, burns himself. <laughs> 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 I need to watch this. It's not in the film, I don't think. It's not in the film. The film is very clean compared to the book. Yeah. <laughs> then I, I mean, the book, they only touch on it briefly. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but um, it does happen. <laughs> I mean... It feels like one of those things you have to do when encountering your future self. Oh yeah, definitely. And which you're going to feel so fucking weird about when you encounter I your past like self. I feel like his dad walks in and he has to like explain this. Like I feel yeah. like that happens. Wow. Yeah, there's... Mm, yeah, yeah, I swear when, that was a thing. I am not thinking any detail about that. His wife is actually pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, speaking of things that are less fucked up than the Traveller's Wife, uh, multiple horse transformations notwithstanding, uh, <laughs> we just came off last week from uh, guesting at the Celtic Adequate Live Show. We did. We missed Robbie, yeah. but it was We missed amazing. Robbie, sadly, yes. Yeah, we would like to Rob- thank them for having us. Robbie was mm. off in Plymouth. Robbie was off in Plymouth doing a show. But no, thank you very much, um, Celtic Adequate. Yes, and... Um, if you haven't listened to them yet and you like comedy improv, like you'll really enjoy them. They're mm. a very different style to us, um, but they are great fun. Mm. Um, lots of hilarious, hilarious capers. Like they are, they are brilliant. The podcast is really good. You should totally listen to it. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, by the time this episode is out, their episodes um, that cover the live show should be out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should say that it, um, they mm. did actually record it, and it will be coming out as two one-hour specials. So you will be able yeah. to listen to it. And like, well, frankly, you'll be able to listen to our live show, but you'll also be able to get an idea of what they're like as a podcast and maybe check them out too. So yeah. 
which is lovely. Unless, of course, that hasn't happened and future Jason has poo-pooed on this whole idea ahead of time. Hey, future Jason here. Unfortunately, the episodes from the Celtic Adequate Live Show have not yet been released in podcast form. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll alert you as soon as we know. Back to you. Also, do check out um, the other people that were there were people from the Rusty Quill. Who are another yep. very, very good UK gaming podcast. Again, do, uh, do they do Pathfinder? I think they're they Pathfinder. Do Pathfinder. Yes, they do Pathfinder. Also, she's, she's very confused about the lack of reflex saves. Yeah, um, but yeah. Sam's been listening to them for years. They're great. And um, yep. also, if you live in London, um, a lady from another group called Adventurers Wanted was there. Mm-hmm. They do not do a podcast, but they do um, monthly live D and D shows of an ongoing campaign, and they also do monthly live one shots. Um, mm. as sort of like improv gigs so if you're around London definitely look up Adventurers Wanted they are on Twitter as Adventurers250 um, because I'm the producer and I know everybody's Twitter handles Woo! <laughs> I'm glad somebody does <laughs> I, I know all of them it's got to that point where like I can yeah. genuinely remember all of them um, but yeah so they're great too and you should definitely check them out um, and yeah it was a great time alright well on that particular bombshell then it's time to begin flintlocks and fireballs our land stands on the saber's edge our cities are a powder keg brother chains brother no one's free A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, We'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, So come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, The party, having been stranded in the great forest of Meadmere and made their way into a mysterious ancient ruined city, bypassing the great bronze colossus of a guardian and the strange repeating rhythms of the dead outside, the party ascended, well, let's be blunt here, directly flew up to the apex of the central pyramid of the city, bypassing what would no doubt have been a series of trials and challenges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> Don't you just love it when the players subvert your uh, carefully laid plans? <laughs> well, especially when you when you design the dungeons before you, they get the flight spell. Um, <laughs> so, right. the, that's alright. Um, and arrived... uh, at the very uh, apex of the pyramid, descending down and discovering more and more hints as to the previous expeditions plural that had penetrated into the depths of the pyramid. Descending down to the lowest level they could reach, the party found a series of fragments of a diary belonging to one... Uh, someone a mem- who would once have been a member of the Syrian army, a <coughs> spellcaster, a mage, who it seemed had found something that had driven him mad. Arriving in the throne room, they encountered the massively obese form of Acedian, the one living inhabitant of the 
pyramid still commanding the obedience of all of those who had come before still dressed in a now massively uh, expanded red coat uh, from his old officer's corps bedecked out in gold and jewels looted from the pyramid and some from it would seem a previous treasure hoard that had been piled here uh, and busy stuffing his face with pine nuts uh, cooked roots and pine uh, and pine nut moonshine this uh, distinctive orc also bore one unique piece of jewellery a small, a tiny one inch silvery skull embedded into his forehead while parlaying so to speak <coughs> with this entity two of the party were brought under an enchantment and forced to obey his will while both were able to break out uh, Scamp took the time to prepare and gather what energies they could in order to try and assist breaking them free while launching what might well be their last fireball of the day incinerating one of the ex uh, the remaining expeditionaries expeditionaries near the throne damaging two more but it seems only likely uh crisping a cedium Ew. <laughs> with that in mind can I ask everybody to roll initiative? Oh god, it's so horrifying when you start a session with this. Oh, oh that's no, really I don't good. Right, there go. Twenty-two, bitch. Twenty-one. Well, Causin got the lowest initiative. That never happens. Yeah, this is I a nineteen. That's really good for me. That's really good. What did you get, Causin? Eighteen. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh. Party's going first. Apart from Fighty, he rolled a six. Um, <laughs> oh, Fighty. Still though, uh, so just to lay things out, I will most likely put a copy of this very simple map uh, in the notes for this episode in the description. You're especially de uh, on the uh, episode description on the website and most likely uh, and in social media as well. However, for you the players, you have your own little diagrammatic version of this. Uh, but to describe what uh, what the set out of the room is, the room itself is about 60 feet long by 40 feet wide. There are six pillars supporting the uh, arched roof, each of which bears some manner of, the, of trap. The two furthest back near Acedian's raised throne uh, have pit, very open spiked pit traps immediately in front of them. The two that are midway along the room have strange glyphs, the nature of which you are not yet sure. And the two closest also bear glyphs, having stepped into one of the, uh, stepped right in front of one of them, causing uh, the glyph activated and caused you to have basically a small aneurysm, uh, similar oh, to the, similar to the trap that you'd found upstairs. There are also two surviving expeditionaries, uh, old orcish redcoats. Uh, their grey animated bodies still serving a Cedian, and four of the human, or at least humanoid, it's kind of hard to tell their original race, uh, ancient legionaries who are standing with long sword and shield 
and are about uh, and have just now begun to respond to Acedian's will. All right, so first up, Celestia, you are closest to Acedian, being on the lower end of the steps mm -hmm. away from his throne, just out of range of the fireball. That and I've just, just turned off. away, shaking my head because I was trying to shake the charm off. Yes, which you've just managed to do. Okay, so I'm going to turn back, look him in the eye, and I'm going to say, you do not tell me what to do. And I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers at level three. Nice. Uh, Wisdom save. That is a 16. Uh, what's my spell save? My spell save, I believe, is 16, so yeah, what does that mean? That's, that, that's, that's a narrow success, then, I'm afraid. Okay, that's alright. Um, it's still quite a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just check. So that is 5d6. 2, 3, 4, 5. Oh, that's really good, actually. <laughs> um, so, 10... 18, 22, so half to 11, but still not bad. 11 points of damage to Acedian. Mm -hmm. And then we discussed that it's a bonus action to drink a potion, didn't we? Yes, we did. I would like to drink a potion of fire breathing. Okay, as you say yeah. these words. Unless <laughs> he goes, fuck it, and just. You see Acedian kind of flinch yes. at the words, but he just sort of. Uh, but he smirks. It's going to take more than that to, to down him. That said, as you knock back the uh, gelatinous orange potion, um, mm, it's like someone, it's like an alchemist decided to perfectly preserve and then concentrate the essence of Scotch bonnets. Wow. It Ooh. burns the whole way down. I don't break oh. eye contact. I'm really <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, all right. Uh, next up will be Scamp. However, the Seedian is going to take his first legendary action. Uh, and he is going to, let's say, there's no need to be so feisty. Why don't you back off? This is a wisdom save. It is a type of charm effect, so you have advantage on resistance. That, that was dropped, that so was that dropped. does not count. I flung it yeah. out of my hand by mistake. Oh, that's really good. Fuck you, 17. Okay, you feel your legs try to move you away, but you <clears throat> resist and keep stay in position. I stick a finger up at him. Fair enough. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's his first legendary reaction this turn. Scamp. Uh, he's within 60 feet, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Everything is. Everything is. It's not that big a room. Mm. Um... Right. I mean, the only thing which is arguably 65 feet away is the door, which you can't actually see from where you are um, because you, because it's slightly concealed by the throne itself. You'd need to move to the side of the room or behind the throne to get a good look at the door. Okay. As there is a large door concealed behind the throne. Uh, Celestia, you have not suggested that you are looking at the door, so I'm not giving you a description of it yet. Um, no, I'm busy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would like to... Oh, I don't think this is going to work. Let's try a Phantasmal Force, then. Um, on him. Okay. 
so this is an intelligence one. saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> that was a natural three. Yes. yes. Um, I would like the skull on his forehead to glow white hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's. You see his brow furrow and uh, and he's kind of jiggling about in his throne, uncomfortable, trying to uh, uh, trying to do what he can to shrug off the effect. Um, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so he will. He is currently under the effects of phantasmal force. Uh, I don't think I've got anything I can do with my bonus action right now. He needs to move uh, ten feet away from that to escape its effects. The Cedian has yeah. a speed of zero. Zero. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, I think he has, no, move. technically he has a speed of five feet. He can move five feet per round. If he thinks it'll do wow. him any good. If he thinks it will do him any good. <laughs> from moving away from something on his head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to do? Um, you have movement, oh, you have bonus still. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere more useful I can stand. There isn't really. So I don't want to look at these things. I think I want to head towards the... Um, door at the back, but not getting too close to anyone. Okay. Uh, Is there a way I can sort of get a bit of cover from the pillars without looking at them? Yeah, you can... Um, I'd say give... This buckets, is almost a... Uh, what would this be? I would call it a... Almost a... Um, just a straight... Um, a straight, uh, yeah, call it a perception check to hmm. try and not look at a thing. Ten. <laughs> That's oh. all you need to get. It's not. It's not. You know where it is. You just, you know, you're running past this pillar, okay. trying not to. So, I'll uh, we'll say you move up towards the western edge of the room. If we imagine that the door is at the north, um, and you're currently taking some cover behind the uh, middle western pillar. You emphatically do not look at the image uh, scribed upon it. Okay, <clears throat> from um, from there you can see the door. Just about, it's recessed in, and there are markings on it. Uh, one, and and the door itself is almost perfectly jet black, um, but. Because you've seen a lot of it recently, you can kind of recognise what this is. Unlike the spirally kind of uh, uh, Damascene sort of patterns that you've seen before of, uh, of well, frankly, adamantine, this appears to be, this door almost looks to be made from a single pure black crystal of the stuff. Uh, it is possibly the purest form any of you would have ever seen. There is also marking. There are also markings on it. Uh, one set of which are in white paint. One of which has been scratched on in chalk. The set in in white paint are in infernal, and you are able to read it. Uh, and it bears a message reading, "This is the furthest I came, and I felt this was adequate to hold my hoard. Tread no further. You will not find anything that will help you beyond." And I considered it imprudent to proceed. And above that, in Joven, which you can all read, 
is scrawled only death beyond. Right, maybe I won't open that door no, just yet. Maybe not. Just so you're just properly yet. informed. Uh, <laughs> cool. So. Oh dear. Uh, did you, do you have anything you want to do with your bonus action? No, there's nothing I can do. Cool. All right. Uh, that means it's time for a legendary action, actually. Acedian is going to raise one fat beringed finger and point it at you, Scamp. <laughs> and then point to the pillar. Look. Roll me a wisdom save. I'm going to use Tides of Chaos. Okay. Yes. That definitely didn't help. That's a seven. <laughs> you find yourself forced. You you find yourself forced to obey the command and look at the glyph, which surges with pinkish light. Give me a wisdom save, please. Eighteen. <laughs> okay, you feel you feel your perceptions begin to twist and surge, reminding you a lot of that time you stared into the portal. Uh, back in the uh, fabric factory, but you, but recognizing this feeling for what it is, you shut down that, th th those instincts to keep looking and just pull yourself away. The light flash it continues to flash for a few moments before fading. You are not, however, currently looking at the glyph. So congratulations, you successfully resisted that. Yay! <laughs> okay, uh, that would make it Corson's go. Alright, um... By the looks of things, Corson is quite near to one of these, um, undead legionary things. Yes. Okay. Um, Corson is going to take out one of his two remaining vials of holy water and attempt to throw it at this, uh, at oh, this legionary. Oh, nice. Uh, give me just, uh, yeah, give me a... I mean, you're you're basically right next to it, I think. So you. Oh, can... okay. Well, if, if if it's um, if I'm within melee range of it, then mm. I'm going to attempt to um, uh, attack it with one of my uh, uh, swords and use um, essentially the 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 vial of holy water as like my offhand attack. Yeah. No. Happily. Uh, give me two. Because because of your because uh, you're level five now, give yep. me two attacks with death and then one attack with the holy water, which is Absolutely. just a okay. dex plus proficiency. Okay, so the first one is an eighteen. Hits. And the second one is uh, a twelve. Also, uh, no, sorry, that one doesn't hit. He, uh, although the first one slashes, the second one he manages to bring the shield into play. Cling, Fair enough. Bounces off it. Okay, and now um, with the uh, the holy water, that's plus six again. So natural twenty. Oh, with the holy, with the holy water. Yeah. Yes. Oh, great. Okay, I mean, roll do you me... want me to roll the, the damage for the holy water first? Yeah, give me the holy water first, please. So excited. Okay, so that's um, <laughs> 2d6 radiant damage. Yep. Fuck! Snake um, eyes. Oh. 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 oh, that's really sad. You do a, okay. you do a total of... Um, I think be, four? Yeah, oh. four damage with the ra four uh, radiant damage. Oh. Oh, nothing sadder on the oh. is there than minimal damage. Oh. Oh. 
All right, no. Well, I'm I'm still gonna uh, roll the um. Uh, as the, the, the as the as the holy water splashes just a little bit onto its forearm, you see it sizzle and burn, and pieces of flesh slough away. Okay. Um. Now the damage for the um, uh, for the first um sword attack. Mm-hmm. Seven. Okay. And the second one. I thought the second one didn't hit. Oh, it didn't. You're right. So you yeah. slash. Uh, you slash once. You manage to cut. Po- uh, again, you go for a hamstring cut, and you slash out one of the tendons. But this thing is not incapacitated by pain. It's still limping on one leg. Uh, even as the splash of holy water, although most of it is taken by the shield, does begin to melt through its forearm. Okay, and I am presuming that as I have already basically um, been forced to look into the. Uh uh, the glyphs on the uh, pillar that's nearest me. I'm just. I'm deliberately not looking in its direction. Yeah, you you know where it is. You don't need to make a save to avoid looking yeah. at it unless something forces you to try and look at it again. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, that's all of your actions. So the end of the turn. Basilian uh, is going to use his third legendary action for Did the round. Fighty go. Uh, no. Fighty has Fighty rolled a six. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm sorry. Fighty, Fighty will go eventually. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, end of sorry, I I misunderstood. Sorry, yeah, end of your round of your turn rather than end of the round. No, I switched out the words turn and round in my head. That's what was happening. Ignore me, carry on. So you, as the at the end of the round, you see as the as Corzin finishes his exchange, you see a Cedian raise both of his hands, like. Stop fucking about and get a move on. And as he claps his hands together, all six of the... Uh, well, actually, those the two expeditionaries are going to stay at the back, but the four legionaries all get a sudden burst of movement. Uh, so two of the, t- the two legionaries on the western edge of the room both rush up towards Scamp. The ah. two that are on the... Uh, actually, no, it wouldn't be. You, you're you're the less threatening target. One one of them rushes to Scamp. One is going to rush to Fighty. One is going. Uh, one rushes to Corzin, and yeah, fuck it. One rushes to Celestia. One on everyone. Uh, they uh, that doesn't actually give them an attack as well. It just lets them use their movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the expedition. They also get five temporary hit points. It sounds a lot like your mantle. They approach. don't get five temporary hit points. That's <laughs> Good. The, 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 they, they don't get that. <laughs> I will say. Um, but yeah, he does. Have, that is a special ability of his. Uh, okay, so the two expeditionaries are going to act uh, based on who they've seen do things. Uh, they are going to take pot shots at uh, Scamp and Celestia, respectively. So, uh, Scamp is... Have I got uh, any cover from where I am? Or you is do, you have half cover. Because you're okay, using so the power. Okay, so add five to armor class? Uh, no, two. Two, it's half that's cover. three quarters. Three quarters cover. is five. Sorry. So yeah, you've got... Uh, so, which is... Probably wouldn't have hit anyway, because that was a 13. Uh, so the musket shot <laughs> splinters into the, uh, into the pillar. The second one goes for Celestia. That was a natural three. Fires up, yeah. cracks into the arch ceiling. Uh, there are two small puffs of smoke from where they uh, out of the ends of their barrels. The legionaries are going to act next. Uh, each one is going to attack someone. So, because uh, fighty rod low. Uh, so legionary against scamp first. Uh, they get 
and the legionaries are up close. No, they don't get doubles, uh, but I should make sure they gang up in future. Uh, so the the one against Scamp and the one against Celestia don't have advantage. The ones next to Fighty and Corzin do because they are next to each other and they get ben uh, they get their Legion bonus. Ah. So uh, Scamp first. Nope, that was a twelve. Celestia again. Nope, that was an eight. Uh, and then it's time. So attack against Fighty first. Fighty's not had time to rage yet, but that was a fifteen and Fighty. You see, as the uh, a legionnaire swings his uh, his longsword, well, sort of gladius. So, so it actually be a, so actually would be stabbing. Stabs his sword at uh, uh, Fighty. You see the jet black gloves Fighty has seem to ripple a little, and he does kind of you know the matrix bend, <laughs> where you just sort of pull backwards, uh, almost inhumanly fast. Um, That's awesome. The one against Corzin, so that's with advantage. Uh, okay, that was a 15 to hit, Corzin. Just hits. Okay, this one, however, the one that you've actually uh, injured, manages to get a successful stab in. Uh, 10 points of stabbing damage, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maximum. Uh, happened to roll an 8. Okay, that's the Legionary's turn. Fighty's up next. Uh, Fighty is going to rage. Yes. Yes. Uh, Oh, so you think you can pick on me because you're better than me, do you? Um, so he is, yeah, let's take a couple of Droog attacks. Uh, how reckless is he feeling? Not reckless yet. We'll do these. Actually, they've got advantage to attack him anyway. Fuck it, let's be reckless. <laughs> uh, so that was a natural 18 for one of those. And a critical hit for the other. Okay. Oh. Fighty. Fighty's woken up. Yeah, Fighty's woken up. Um, still on full hit points as well. Uh, so first attack, five from the Droog. Second attack, double becomes ten. Fifteen points of damage to him. Thwack, thwack. He cracks the Legionnaire uh, once in each knee and brings it down to its knees uh, for, uh, for further attacking. Okay. Finally, and appropriately, Acedian goes last. That takes 1d6 damage. Yep, roll do 1d6 damage. Four. Excellent. And he thinks it's burning, but it's psychic. Ah, ah. <sighs> okay, 15 damage total to Cedian this far. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, actually, it's slightly more than that, because uh, he also took 14, 14. He took 14 last time, so it's actually, yeah, I'll update that. So it's 29 oh, right. against his total hit points. Okay, uh, you watch as Cedian kind of uh, shrugs and rubs at it, but not enough. Uh, he, he's not going to resist that just yet. <sighs> now then, there's no need for all of this rushing about. Uh, and as he says that, the, his voice begins to sort of echo a little bit around the room. He can affect... One, two, three, four. Okay, he can just get fighty. No, he can just get all of you. All right. Uh, you as you uh, as he says this, you feel the air in the room seem to grow thick, like you're trying to move through treacle. Uh, everybody needs to make a wisdom save. This you do not have. Not you do not. This yeah. is not a charm effect. Some advice when making characters: don't make wisdom a dump stat. 
Fifteen? That's 11. the save. Yes. That is not the save. Uh, Causal? Eleven. Also not, and fighting! No! Fighting has a wisdom of seven. Okay, so, Celestia, you are the only person who is not affected by this. I mean, that's a fucking plot twist, let's yep. be honest. <laughs> uh, the rest of you, however, are slow. Oh, actually, that's a 16, sorry. With okay, you're definitely forget, Yeah, sorry. Uh, so the rest of you, however, that you are slowed. Your speed is halved. Your armor class is reduced by two. Oh, shit. Uh, as are your deck saves. You have no reactions. You may take an action or a bonus action, but not both. Uh, and you can only take one melee or ranged attack per turn, regardless of how many you would normally take. Uh, at the end of each turn, you can make another wisdom save to break free. Uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Uh, that is literally all he can do. So, <laughs> uh, Celestia, um, top of the round. So am I right in thinking that his throne is a big stone thing with arms? Yep. It's got arms. Yeah, it's got arms. Bit. Okay, cool. Which he's um, kind of resting on. Cool. Um, so I'm going to look at him and go, just going to sit there in your throne and talk, are we? And then I'm going to jump onto the throne, okay. like with both of my feet on the arms. I like to think for a split second he's at eye level with the codpiece, like exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just looking at the big letter C on my crotch. <laughs> and um, then I would like to grab him by the lapels, lean in and breathe fire into his face. Oh, <laughs> nice. So just lean and go, ah, and just like breathe fire at him. I don't know what the damage is. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I right. apparently didn't write it down. Uh, so please. I've got help. it here. So <laughs> cool. This, I, from memory, I it's believe it's 3d6. It's a DC 13 deck save. Thank you. So um, I've got cool. that written down. Yeah, it's, I think it's 3d6. Uh, let me just get the exact stats up. So potions, yes, this is potions. Potions of fire breathing, 4d6. Amazing. Okay, so let's make a deck save. Yes. You are shitting me. What? Natural 20. Oh, for fuck's oh. sake, you are kidding me. They did this on the bloody fireball as well, didn't they? Not quite that good, but Asshole. it's good enough. Asshole. It still takes half damage. Good. Seriously, this guy has a minus three on his deck saves. How fucking lucky is he? I mean, it's all right. Maybe you rolled a 19 great. last time. Yeah. Okay, well, that is um, a... Hang on, I can't add up. A 16, so 8. Still takes 8 points of damage. I'm going to stay where I am, actually. He just manages... Like, he's he's got... He, can bear, he can't move out of the way, but with, like... Just whether it's luck or just a little bit more speed than you expected him to have, he grabs one of the silver platters uh, and brings it up directly in front of his face so that uh, although the blast of fire is mostly directed off to the sides, uh, he still has to drop it as, he t as his hands are burned from the heat. Mm. Okay, uh, that and you... Let me just double check. It's a bonus action for you to do that. So you still have your action. Seriously? Um, <laughs> slow? Yes. Um, yeah, slow, slow is the only person. I'm not is the slow. only person who is oh, not right. slow. Oh, she saved. Oh shit! Oh, that's a point. You. That's check. that's concentration check. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called. <laughs> Makes it. Sadly. Oh. Um. So I could. So I can still do a thing. You can still do a thing. That's hilarious. Um. Shove a rapier down his throat. <laughs> I, I'm deciding. There are so many things I could do right now. <laughs> um. Um. 
Oh, piss it. Ooh, Break uh... that concentration. <laughs> I am going to... I mean, are you going to allow me to knock the tray out of his hand? or? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that as part of your action. Technically, I think he's already dropped the, he's, yeah, he's he's dropped dropping the tray anyway, so you can just kick it out of his lap. I'm going to... Um... I'm going to knock the tray out of his lap and I'm going to go, yeah, you can't get away, can you, you sad fuck? And I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers at level three because <laughs> fuck it. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, you fell one. Yes, thank fuck for that. Okay, let me just check how many okay. D6 this is. I know it's D6s, but just give me a minute. Mm. Um, so that's five D6. Okay, let's hope I roll well. Two, three, four. Where's my other one? More concentration oh, save. Uh... I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like one of the major things, really, isn't it? We want to get him to... Yes, please. Oh, we might. That's really good damage. Okay, so 11, 16, 22. Ooh. Okay, that's... that. Uh, as you say that, he... Uh, he furrows his brow, and, like... It's as if he's the the burning sensation he's getting from the skull is accelerating. You see him kind of claw at it for a moment. As he does so, he digs deep scratches into his own flesh, mm. uh, which run thick with red blood. <laughs> Fucking! Oh, what is this? Okay. Sesti goes. Oh, does it hurt? Still with him by the lapels, looking him in the eye. Okay. Uh, let's do let's do this then. Uh, he okay, so he that's the end of your turn. Did he make the concentration? So, sorry, I got distracted. Oh, you got concentration again, so it's yeah, this is no, versus DC 11. Okay, as you uh, 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 as he's scratching out his own face, you see him struggling trying to maintain control. Um, and you see just a little wisp of something, Celestia. Like a silvery something escape the skull in his head for a moment before being pulled back in. But as it does so, the rest of you feel the tar-like sense of the air suddenly <laughs> vanish. You can move your thank limbs you. again. Oh, thank goodness! Okay, for concentration that. broken. Excellent. Nice. You're All right. The uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he is going. Yeah, he's pissed off. Um, so he's like. Come now. Uh, you can still use your. You didn't use, really use your movement on that, so you still have it. Okay. Um, um, yeah, true. Yeah. In, I don't know. No, no, this is a thing he's aware of. He, okay. I'm thinking of for him. Uh, he's going to go. Now then. A, you are very difficult. Why don't you go and he looks down at one of the uh, the pillar nearest to you. Look at that. Roll the wisdom safe. Mm-hmm. This is technically is this charm effect, so you have okay, advantage. Cool. So, elf things. <laughs> oh shit, that's really bad. That's a nine. Okay. That's <laughs> this is going to come back to bite you me. You feel your legs moving as you hop off the dais to the nearest uh, to. So, this is the eastern central pillar. That you had to. Um, the Legion. Okay, uh, so, and you find yourself looking at the glyph there, which flashes with brilliant purple light. Roll me a wisdom save, you do not have advantage on this. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, it's bad, guys. Oh, <laughs> it's a no. nine. How bad? Oh. Okay, you feel the glyph almost seem to burn itself in your vision as you turn looking around. Everything. You feel what can best be described as aphasia, a sensation that you can't... There are faces. The room is full of people. You can't tell who those people are. You can't attach identities to individual figures. They're just figures. They're just figures. You know that somewhere, one of those figures is Scamp, one of those figures is Corzin, one of them is Fighty, but you don't can't remember if Fighty is a tall, grey-skinned legionnaire, if Scamp is a fat man sitting on a throne, oh. or if Asedian is a small... Uh, it, Sorry, it, it, I'm it, picturing is a, Scamp as a fat person on yeah. a throne. <laughs> or Asedian <laughs> <laughs> oh, is a tiny, well-dressed gnome. Okay. Yeah. You are under you are under an effect which will take uh, action on your turn. Cool. Okay. Uh, so this. Uh, so I am currently by the top right pillar, yeah. Uh, by the middle right. Pillar. The middle one. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So uh, Scamp, you're up next. Uh, I am in Melbourne. Oh, by the way, Scamp, I... roll a d100. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, Ninety-five. 95 that could be that sounds familiar what is that yeah the higher ones are usually quite bad mm, aren't they it varies oh, yeah okay you all feel a strange uh all creatures within 30 feet of you because i was near one of the pillars you're near one of the around. pillars ah shit so that is well that's weird okay so that's basically the western pillar was it yeah you're the western pillar so it's yeah. you the legionnaire next to you I think just a Cedian, one of the expeditionaries, the legionnaire by Fighty and Fighty, uh, but not Celestia because you were moved out of the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> all gain vulnerability to piercing damage for the next minute. Oh, for fuck's you sake. take you every everything w- that was affected uh, takes double damage from from anything that would do piercing damage. So rapiers, short, short swords, stabbing weapons. Great. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's it. What would you like do to I, do? Do I know that? How much awareness do I have? Uh, you have an awareness that you feel that your flesh feels weirdly spongy, uh, and as Ew. you look around, you you get the str- the strange instinct that everyone, all those people I just mentioned, also are they're reacting weirdly, like they've all just like, oh, what the fuck, kind of <laughs> motions, and you get the sensation that they they're getting the same the same feeling that maybe it's not a good idea to get stabbed by anything. More than uh, usual. <laughs> yeah, more than, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> um, I have nothing with which to stab people that I'm any good with, so that's mm. not really helpful to me in any way. So, um, sorry, it's vulnerability, not invulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. You take double, so damage, double damage. All those so I don't know why I heard invulnerability and got Take a double or, damage from piercing. Not that I would like uh, know that in character. But not but, percussive, you know. unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, but he's got it against swords. That's good. Mm. Um, well, rapiers. Okay, <laughs> I'm in melee with someone, aren't I? Uh, so... You are. Yep, you are within five feet of the one of the legionaries. I will shock and grasp him then. Nice. Okay. Um, melee spell attack. Oh, that's a one. Yeah, shit. I mean, there's not really any. Oh no, there is. Okay, you try and you try and slash. 
Yeah, you try and grab him, uh, but you slip, you trip over your own tail, and you smack your hand into the glyph on the pillar. Oh, good. Fucking hell. Roll a d100 at this point. Oh. Oh, Oh, no. 74. We've had that one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's call this one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's convenient. <laughs> oh no! You watch as a Cedian suddenly, uh, as this, uh, as the glyph suddenly explodes, and a pulse of what can only be described as magic bursts out of it. Uh, a Cedian suddenly begins vomiting up pi- uh, pine nuts. <laughs> He is poisoned um, for the... Did I do that? He is poisoned for the next... Uh, let's find out how many hours. I mean, if he lives for more than an hour, we're in Two hours. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was yeah something desperately bad has happened if he's alive for more than an hour. <laughs> and hopefully we've run away from it. God, yeah. Uh, so disadvantage on attacks and ability checks. Because he's going to be doing so many of those. Uh, yeah, actually, he's... no, he has disadvantage on, on the investigation checks to try and shrug off <laughs> the True. fucking phantasm. Good. Okay, make a note of that. Poisoned. Well. Oh, that was lucky. Uh, uh, that's everything I can do. And that glyph is now uh, deactivated. Is it, where's, I want to move around the guy I'm in melee with just to put myself away from his allies somewhat. Okay, I guess you're kind of... You could try and move up closer towards the far end where the door is. Yeah. Okay, you move probably about ten feet. Get a little bit of cover from at least one of those. Okay, you move ten feet, so you're taking cover. I don't want to go out of melee. I don't want to get attack of opportunity. I'm just moving around the guy. Yeah, you're near the pit, but you're not quite able to get to the next pillar, unfortunately. Well, no, that guy would take a hit at me if I did. Yeah, so you're actually out of cover, unfortunately, at that point. But oh bugger! Oh well. Uh, Okay, so uh, end of your turn. Um. Uh, the Acedian is gestures down at you. You just move over there, and he points at the pit trap next to you. Uh, roll a uh, uh, roll wisdom save. Uh, Tides of chaos. Tides of chaos again. Nice. Eleven. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, I'm no. not wise. <laughs> you find yourself, <laughs> you find your legs mo- uh, thrusting you towards the pit. Roll a deck save. <laughs> Four. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> okay, you find sp- you slip and fall into the pit of spikes. Ouch! Uh, so this is oh fuck! Mm. Piercing damage. Some of this is piercing damage. Oh shit. Okay, so you take um, mm, nine. Uh, so that's nine points of just falling damage. And then the piercing damage. How many hit points do you have left? Uh, I'm on curiosity? thirty-six. That's a good thing you are, uh, because you are now on. Yep, that would be doubled to eight. You are now on eight. You take twenty-eight points of damage because of vulnerability to piercing. Ooh. 
the, uh, you took Fucking 14 hell. points of damage and it just doubled. As you feel that okay. sponginess as several spikes go into you. And rather miraculously, I'm still concentrating. Oh my god. Because <laughs> well I rolled a 19 helpful. on my con save. Yeah. That's impressive, actually. After that, I've done that on the wisdom save. <laughs> okay. Actually, it still wouldn't have been enough on the wisdom because I have a very good con save. Mm. Yeah, you already you have a lot of constitution, don't you? Okay. And not much else, apparently. Aww. <laughs> uh, so that's Corzin's go next. Okay. Given that there are two legionnaires in close proximity to me, can I maneuver yep. myself so as I could get both of them in a uh, a a spray shot, a Easily. grape shot from the uh, the blunderbuss. Yeah, one will take the one will take three d six, one will take two d six. Okay, happily. Okay, so uh, they both have to make a dexterity save DC fourteen. Okay, uh, both succeed. They take half damage, unfortunately. Okay, so I'll roll these one at a time. Mm -hmm. First one, six. Second one. One. Seven. Third one. Six. <laughs> okay. okay. So 13 halved to six, I guess. Yeah, so it's one takes three, one takes six. That'll be them. Okay. They both managed. For future reference, me taking damage from like the glyphs and the pits and stuff doesn't count. Is it coming from a creature, does it? Even though I was compelled Not to. Not directly, it? no. No, cool. No, Just no. checking. Uh. No, there's the there's this is all this is a bit of an environment fight. Oh, for rebuke, yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, so oh, that's annoying. It's not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the sorry, uh, I completely blank there. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, you that's you blast both of them, but they both managed to bring their shields up in time uh, to catch most of the scatter shots. Uh, you you still actually have uh, a bonus action and your movement because you are not slowed. The CD's okay. concentration is broken at the start of the turn. Alright, now DM's discretion if I am able to do this is a bonus action. Okay. But um, could I lob one of my bombs the other side of them? No, because the rule is you need it. The, oh, no, no, you I need two hands. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Then you can't use it as an offhand. All attack. right. In which case, then, um, I um, can't move away from them because I'd uh, get an opportunity to attack. No, I'm I'm just going to have to uh, uh, to hunker down. Okay. All right. So that uh, makes it. Can you benefit from moving anyone into better positions? Not really. Alright. So, uh, Assyrian is going to... Yeah, uh, he's going to... He's not going to waste an action. He's going to uh, uh, look at you, Corson, and then at the blunderbuss you have, mm -hmm. and, just, uh, and just call... Throw! Roll wisdom save. Oh, that'll be an eleven. Uh. Okay, you feel compelled to throw the blunderbuss. It doesn't. He didn't do it. it you, you, uh, the, you're not. You you have discretion on where you throw it. I'm gonna throw it behind me. Okay. So, um, 
like towards the uh, the door we entered the chamber from. It bounces against the wall. It is kind of just five feet behind you and on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it's unloaded anyway. It would take a, um, yeah. an action to reload, so it's not the end of the world. I'd have probably just had to drop it anyway. Yeah, he was just mostly trying to disarm you. Um, okay, so that makes it expeditionaries go. Uh, yeah, seeing the shit that's just been going on. Okay, one expeditionary is going to... Actually, right next to the pit, just fires down into it. That was... That's a 14 to hit arguably the pit does give you half cover would uh, sorry uh, that, that's 15 a 14 anyway sorry i said 14 that was actually 17 uh right. i don't <laughs> so know what that was 13 no. plus 4 um so that will just hit you unfortunately would they be prone <laughs> Had, uh, them having fallen into the pit strictly speaking yes you would be so i'll roll that with disadvantage okay that misses <laughs> just okay. <laughs> Thank you. Good thought. Yeah, excellent thought. <laughs> I hadn't thought it. No, uh, me neither. The other one is going to take a shot at Celestia. Um, so that's a 16. Yeah, it hits. hits. Okay, Celestia, you take uh, eight points of percussive damage as cool. uh, Scamp causing an enemy shoots you. Okay. It's not really clear who. Uh, okay. Ah. Then it's legionary. Legionaries go. Unfortunately, being prone does mean that the legionary directly above you, Scamp, How probably going to attack. Pit? I thought it was deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's actually quite a deep pit, so he kind of has to like. What would he do? I guess he'd probably throw a javelin with disadvantage. Oh, good. Which was a natural two. The javelin smacks into the side of the pit and falls on you. But like, how just deep is the pit? Just, just for future. Uh, the pit is ten foot deep. Ten feet deep. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, that makes it other other legionary time. One next to Celestia is going to attack you, Celestia. That was a natural nineteen. Definitely hit. Yep. Okay. You take four points of stabbing damage. Mm -hmm. One against Fighty. Attacking with advantage. That was a 16. That is Fighty's armor class, so that hits. This okay. is doubled, so he takes 10 points of damage. Halved back to 5. <laughs> because Fighty is enraged. Oh yeah, shit, of course he's still raging, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Fighty is a tough motherfucker. Uh, the one attacking Corzin does so with advantage. That, however, was only a 14. And I believe nope, your AC is 15, so it stabs at you, but you duck out of the way. Alright then. <clears throat> so, that makes it... Fighty's go! No prizes for guessing what Fighty's going to do. Huh. Tidrig attacks and a knife. Natural 20. Yes! Nice. Um, that was a 12, which is not enough. Third attack with the knife. However, that's plus 4. Five, that uh, that just hits. Excellent. Yes. Okay, two of those attacks go in. So the Droog is eight plus four, 12 points of damage. The knife Don't does... Don't forget it critted. I, 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 that was including oh, crit. Cool. Uh, so 12 plus um, seven. Yeah, okay. So Fighty takes the Legionnaire and uh, hook it, having already kind of hit him in the kneecaps to bring him down... He uses the droog to pull his, uh, to catch the edge of his armor, pulls him close, 
and using the, one of his knives, he takes advantage of his soft, spongy flesh and proceeds to stab through his uh, through the creature's skull repeatedly oh. until its brain is mushed oh. and then it pulls its head off. It <clears throat> flops to the ground. Fucking hell! <laughs> okay. Okay, so that one's out of the uh, out of the fight. Fighty is not your cute sort of gnome. Yeah. No. Uh, that's how Fighty likes to fight. Okay, Acedian takes one d six damage. Uh huh. Okay, that is four again on a different dice. Okay. Many fours. Sixty points of damage thus far. Okay, he is going to use another of his, another of these because he's he's got a few of them, and says, "I said you can all slow down. There's no need to fight me." Uh, Scamp, you are outside the range, but Celestia, Corzin, and Fighty, do you have to make wisdom? Is it sense? a charm? Not charm, this is a slow effect again. Cool. Oh, I'm not doing well all of a sudden, that's an eight. I'm confused and slow. Twelve. <laughs> okay, Celestia, Fighty, and uh, Corzin are all slowed. And he. Already used all of his uh, movements. Damn, that would have been a fine time for for Cedian to use one of his. Uh, uh, never mind. So that's a Cedian's turnover. So that brings us to the top of the round. Uh, Celestia, the way this works, um, make a wisdom. Uh, actually, the first time this would be so the first you, so you make two saves, one at the end of the round, which is a wisdom save to try and shrug this off. But at okay. the start of the round, give me an intelligence saving throw, please. Okay. To try and work out who's an ally and who's a, who's not. Ten. God. You know, even with the with people are shooting at each other, there are stab stabbing going on, but you can't work out who's a friend and who's not just from that. So, uh, if you take any hostile action, you will need to roll randomly to determine its target. Okay, um, this is a strange question, but do I have any memory of where I was, like, before the spell, or am I too confused to even know No, you know all of that, but you cannot, you, you know all of that, but... Also, that's part of the intelligence saving throw. Yeah, yeah that totally. Out. So, you, you, for the purposes of this, you, you aren't together enough to realise that Isidian must be the person on the throne. Mm. Yeah, the the uh, the spell has blocked off the part of your brain that allows you to make those decisions, uh, th- those judgments. Okay. Clearly, like it's just identity based. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I would do. I mean, there's. I mean. Yeah, there are seven possible targets. Uh, sorry, eight possible targets. How many are near me? Uh, there is one that is within five feet of you. Uh, the rest are all either. Because that I would know, wouldn't Yeah, I? there's one within five feet of you. One, two, three. Three are within 15 feet. Two are 20 feet away. And then. The, but you can reach. And the other three are basically 25 to 30 feet away. Okay. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. I've just shook my head to try and shake off the spell effect and it hasn't worked. Yeah. It hasn't worked. No, not, not during I'm this I'm going to get extremely frustrated and go, ah, and do a thunder wave. Okay. So nice. this affects 
okay, there are, as I said... Within are, 15 feet. Yep, there are a number of targets you can hit within 15 feet. I, I haven't moved. You so haven't moved, but there are. But you can was, hit three know. targets in one, or two targets in another. Uh, sorry, or one target... Uh, yeah, or three targets in another. So this essentially comes down to a coin toss. Okay. Roll me a d6 and tell me if the number is odd or even. Cool. Odd. Okay. The three of you watch as Celestia, struggling, unable to figure out what's happening, turns... I don't think I watch a great deal yeah. lying on my back. Yeah. I feel like I almost do it by accident. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. like, Ugh. Those of you who can see, see her turn north and not south and release a thunder wave upon the Legionnaire, Acedian, and one of the Expeditionaries. It's like, fuck. <laughs> that was pure luck. <laughs> yeah, because the other one would have been Legionnaire, Fighty, and um, uh, Corzin. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, so that's... So that's a um, con save. Yeah, con saves from all... And it's only level one, because that's all I've got. So um, I will roll damage. So success for the Legionnaire. Ice cream D8, come through for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, it did, it rolled an eight. <laughs> despite his constitution plus five. And failure for the expeditionary. So, how much damage? Uh, ten. Thank you, ice cream dice for the eight. Love you. <laughs> okay, so that's ten damage to Acedian, uh, five damage to the legionary, and ten to the expeditionary. And, um, they are pushed ten feet away from me. Okay. And if they're um, near, I guess, so maybe not, because none of them were. Well, they're, if they're within, the the expeditionary is pushed backwards 10 feet, so he's mm -hmm. now at the very end of the room. Um, Give me an arcana check to see if you can if you can summon enough force to actually push a Cedian's throne off. Because, that would be so good. Because he can't. Well, not if like, he moves him oh, out of my uh, legs in the air, though. That would be fucking brilliant. I'm oh, that would be hilarious. It would be really good. Backwards. Come on. <laughs> Uh, 12, No, it's not, not quite yeah. enough. Is, uh, he is blasted into the chair, um, um, but, you know, it's it's a heavy stone throne. It's not, it, it doesn't it fall over just so enough. funny. <laughs> <laughs> little tubby feet in the air. That'd be brilliant. No, I needed a 15 or better, I think. No, fair, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so a big it's, 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 a, it's a heavy throne. Yeah. Uh, oh, so no. God, can you imagine it all wobbling, like, like mm. the the flab rippling from the thunder wave. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. It, like oh. Um, oh, like somebody skydiving kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Like what your face does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful and horrible image. I love it. Uh, just like the rolls of it almost going over his face. No. Right. And then I need to make another save. Don't yeah. I? Uh, now you make a wisdom save to try and shrug off the effect entirely. And it's not charm. This is not charm. Cool. I didn't think so, but just to double check. Um, 14? That's not quite enough. Fuck it. Powerful oh. spell. It's, it's literally just just not quite enough. Uh, so, you uh, are still under the effects of, of Phasia. Mm. Alright, uh, not going to take the legendary action on this turn. So, Scam, you are up next. Lying at the bottom of a pit. You're lying at the bottom of a pit. There are several <laughs> um, things in you. Can I see Ow. from here? Because some people have been shooting down at me, haven't they? Yeah, you can see the expeditionary and the uh, legionnaire above. Have either of them taken much damage? Uh, no, these are the two, uh, the two members of this entire combat who have not taken any damage. Oh, I mean, the expeditionary has actually. He 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 was caught in the initial fireball that opens the fight. Okay, I guess I will shoot something up at him. Then I'll throw a fireball at him. 
and because we're in the mood for this, because uh, this is a such a ridiculously high stakes situation, as you do so, roll me a d100. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick some different ones this time. Just keep Because I have so open. many, I might as well. Um, 99. Jesus, some of these are really high. Okay, as you, as the, well, first of all, roll the attack for the fireball, and I'll explain what happens in a moment. Oh no, what okay, is it? Um, it's just a straight, I'm going to have to stand up, otherwise it's disadvantage, yeah. aren't I? Okay, well, I'll stand up. <laughs> oh, that's not going to hit, that's a 10. The firebolt uh, strikes up and splashes harmlessly into the stone roof, but as, as you're standing up, you feel a surge of power within you, and a voice in the back of your mind. Keep it together, we've got this. And as this happens, you just feel something renewed within you. You regain all of your sorcery points. That's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> nearly makes up for the 28 points of damage. Mm. Oh, you wow. uh, still have your bonus action because you were not caught in the slow effect. Um... I'm going and to I guess down half a potion of your movement because I super need it. Okay. Um, down one is there anywhere I can get any cover from these guys, or are they just going to? I be... mean, arguably, you can kind of press yourself up against the the side of the pit and get cover from one of them. So, like, you know, take your pick. But if I lie down again, they have disadvantage against me, don't they? Yes. <laughs> there are a lot of spikes down here. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be a slightly precarious process. I get, regain seven hit points from my potion. Okay. Um, I'll try and get a bit of cover from the from one of them. Which one's going to be more dangerous? Expeditionary is the one with the musket. Legionnaire only has yeah. javelins. Yeah, I'll, I'll avoid the expeditionary. Okay. Going to the side. All right then. So uh, end of that round uh, of that of that not round that turn let's move on to actually yeah just just because he's got what weapons out fuck it Acedian's going to try and uh, cause some trouble and calls to you uh i know can't make you do a command that isn't actively actively attacking a companion never mind then uh he is going to uh, uh, no, there's basically nothing he can do there to really, uh, to really assist, so he's not going to spend a legendary action. Okay, Corzin, over to you. Okay. Corzin is still slowed, is he not? Uh, you are still slowed. You can only take one attack this uh, round. There is a legionary in front of you, fighty beside you, who is also slowed. Okay, I'm going to attack the legionary in front of me then. Okay. Uh, roll your attack. That's a 16 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. Okay, that's uh, eight slashing damage. Oh, nice. Uh, not quite enough to kill him, however. So he, as you slice in through this uh, uh, around the side of the shield, you leave a deep score, and one of his arms just sort of <clears throat> sinks slightly. You can tell you've cut something uh, structurally important there. Nice. Not quite enough to completely disable it, though. All right, um, you have 12 and a half <laughs> feet of movement. Call it 10 feet of movement, because you ran down if you want to use it. And 12 and a half okay. is just annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm 
if it's possible, I'm just going to uh, maneuver myself so that only this uh, legionary is capable of um, melee attacking me. Uh, there are no other legionaries around. Fighty oh yeah, of course, because Fighty took the other one out. In which case, um, I'm j I'm trying to get. Uh, I'll try and maneuver myself so that um, he is between myself and Fighty. Okay, you do so. All right, expeditionary is going to fight. Uh, expeditionary is going to. Uh, yep, attack with disadvantage. Uh, no, it's not with disadvantage. It's just with you. Just have cover against him, uh, against Scamp, which is good because uh, that would have been. Oh no, th no, that's still enough to hit. Sorry. Okay. Uh, you Scamp, you take uh, nine points of percussive damage. Okay. Um, hellish rebuke. And Hellish Rebuke. Hit. Yep, fails oh. that. Roll damage. What? Hang on, I hate to do this, but are they slowed? Slow, he can choose who it slows. Scamp's not. Scamp's, Scamp's not slowed. Cool, yeah. yeah. Ooh, very similar things. Okay, so that's 17. Nice. And yeah, that's just enough. Okay, so as you uh, as the bullet strikes down and impacts you in the shoulder, uh, a just a sort of twist of flames bursts out of the wound, impacts uh, the expeditionary and causes him to pretty much just immolate. Shit. Uh, he struggles for a few moments, writhing around before slipping, falling into the pit and being impaled, flaming on the remaining spikes. I failed the concentration check though. Okay. Rolled an eight. Phantasmal force. <laughs> Winks out. The burning sensation stops. He didn't even need to get a cream for it. Oh <laughs> um, god. <laughs> he really likes that skull though. That was a lot of damage, and he didn't even think about getting rid of it. Yeah. He had other. He, he had other priorities, like trying to slow you all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so that was first expedition is go, second expedition is gonna attack Celestia. Nope, that's a miss. <laughs> Smashes into one of the pillars. Uh Legionnaire's time. Legionnaire is gonna throw down a javelin at you scamp. That is a seventeen, so that hits. Would hit even without the cover. That's the wrong die. Uh Mm, you take five damage, but you're still you're still susceptible to vulnerable. You're still vulnerable to piercing. Yeah, so I'm down. Okay. Oh no! Shit. Scamp uh, goes down. Scamp will cover something in your turn if things depending on how things look. Okay, so Scamp is down. Uh, the legionnaire next to fighting Corson is going to. How injured are you? Broadly, how injured are you looking, Corson? pretty bad okay yeah then he'll Shit. he'll attack you pre uh, uh, preferentially natural 19 hits yep you take oh you are not squidgy and vulnerable which is good you still take seven points of damage however from the legionary step okay <laughs> i'm on one hit point guys oh, oh. Fucking hell. <laughs> no Ooh, okay. It's extremely stressful. Yep, Fighty has a healing potion, uh, if need be. Uh, okay, that's... Oh, no, and there's still one next to... Uh, who moves up next to Celestia and is going to attack her. 
And that's a miss. Good. Stabs and slide out of the way of this unknowable figure attacking you. Fighty time. Fighty is just going to bear down on this guy. With everything oh, no, sorry, my mistake. I have four hit points. Hey, oh, good. that's a lot more okay. survival. Okay. You can survive <laughs> the attacks by a commoner, maybe. <laughs> a uh, single punch and everything's fine, as long as they're not very strong. <laughs> Little Paulson could potentially take me down at this point. Uh, that's You're a 16 with the Droog, which is enough to hit. So that's one hit with the Droog. Second hit also with the Droog. At that point, I think I should just roll the damage. Okay, well, the first hit with the Droog just... <clears throat> oh, he's he's slowed. He only gets one attack. Yes. It's still enough. Uh, so, although he's, he's kind of moving like tar, you see Fighty kind of slowly reach out, grab the Legionnaire by the back of his uh, tunic, pull him down, and then plant the hooked edge of the Droog straight in the back of his skull. Nice. And then slowly tug him all the way down to the ground. Okay, Legionnaire is out of the fight. Fighty is going to move... Um, he normally has 35 feet of movement, so he gets 50... Oh yeah, 15 feet. He is going to move up to, to the Legionnaire, which is currently attacking Celestia. Yeah, Corson is going to say, Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but for both of you, because your perception of time is slowed, is a little bit slowed as well. It sounds just entirely normal. As yeah. Fighty calls back, they're back. That's fine. You just go, that's fine. <laughs> In fact, Scamp, Scamp is unconscious, so no one is perceiving this weird slowdown of time. And I'm probably not because I'm fucking confused as shit. Okay. Um, well, for our audience, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, Cedian is going to now that he's he's in a position to do this, uh, he's going to look at Fighty because it's his action, and he's going to say, "Well, now we can all be friends. Please put down your weapon." So Charm, we, he, Fighty has advantage to resist because this is a combat situation. Fuck you, Fighty. That was a natural oh. two and a natural one. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Fighty is now charmed. Doesn't make him immediately hostile to you, um, but he now he's now regarding Acedian in a friendly manner. He gets a wisdom. He gets to resist. He gets a, another check at the end of his turns. Okay, top of the round. Celestia, make an intelligence saving throw to try and Come distinguish on. friend from foe. People are down. This really needs to work. Oh. It's fucking 19. Okay, <laughs> it's not the the effect is not shrugged off, but this round you can use logic to try to determine correctly who is who. Can I see Scamp being down? You know that Scamp fell in that someone who you've identified now to probably be Scamp went into a pit, there was a flame out of it, and then you heard a <coughs> gasp after a javelin was thrown in. So you would guess that Scamp is down. Is that enough for me to that do the word or is that a bit rich? No, that's enough for you to guess that Scamp is at least very injured if not down. It's within 60 feet, so yep. I I can. This yep. is my last spell, guys. And okay. you're still slowed, so you get it. So yeah, you get a you get a bonus action aura. That's fine. Yeah, yeah I'll um. Or an action. So I will ding on my xylophone, and scamp. Let me just see what you get. One sec. Um, so you get eight. Okay. Scamp, you are back up. Lovely. Okay, so that. Uh, Ooh, that makes it scamps go. 
which means you are up on this round. So okay. Something um, could happen, isn't going to. Huh. Oh, I, I didn't roll my save to see if I shrug it off. Oh, you didn't. I roll roll that. that. Sorry. It's a natural one. <laughs> okay, no. There's a no. phaser is, is still riding your skull. Um, do I... How far away from the throne am I? Uh, you are probably about... Mm, because of height... Because of the height difference, you're 20 uh, but, feet away. Uh, ignoring height. So ignoring so height. Yeah. Ignoring height, you are about... Um, yeah, you're like 10 feet away as the crow flies if the crow is at the same altitude. I don't know how long I've been unconscious. This is going to be a gamble because I don't know where my friends are, do I? Can I t tell at all where anyone is? Um, make a perception check. Six. Not really. Not really. You, you, you just have. Yeah, you can only make guesses. You remember where they were when you went in, but that's yeah. the best guess you have. Okay. And I can still see. One of these buggers on top. You can still see the contact. legionnaire directly above you. Yeah. Okay. How far is the legionnaire from the throne, approximately? Uh, he's about fifteen feet. Probably twenty, though, if you allow for climbing steps. And how high is the ceiling? The ceiling is one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, the ceiling's probably about. 40 feet at its highest point. This is quite a you know big arched roof. Well, 40 feet is actually a bit ridiculous. It would be 30 feet at its highest point. Okay, so in a 20-foot <laughs> radius sphere, I could get the guy above me and the throne and yes. get myself. Yes. Then I will convert five sorcery points into a <laughs> <level> spell. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. That's a bonus action. Yep. And I will cast Fireball. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's roll some deck saves. So, <laughs> Legionnaire fails. Expeditionary fails. Come on. Uh, didn't I kill one of them already? Uh, there is another one on the other oh, side. Of, one I can't on see. the other side that you can't see that is actually within okay. range for this. Um, and Acedian with a minus three. Fails. Yes. Lovely. Fucking lost. He's concentrating on slow, isn't he? Sorry? Is he still concentrating, isn't he? Yes, is he is. Is the charm not a concentration? Uh, no, he is a special. That's horrifying. Uh, he's also, charm generally isn't con a concentration. Mm. It affects you for one hour. Probably just... Oh, God, that's horrifying then. Um, yeah. So that is... 20? But if you're in combat, you get saved. Oh, I rolled time. four yeah. fives. That's nice. Oh. Uh, Twenty. That's thirty. Thirty. Okay. So. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. a really good that's roll. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You, uh, the, th the three of you watch as a sort of pea of golden light springs up out of this pit. <laughs> the legionnaire is in. Uh, the legionnaire is blasted into uh, apart, smacks into the wall, crumbling. The nice. expeditionary is completely just turns to ashes, uh, and a Cedian sets on fire. Brilliant. Ow. One would imagine he burns well. <laughs> yeah, he's going up like oh god, if he's like covered a tallow with candle. pine vomit. Yeah, like a tallow ca candle. 
Oh god, he's covered in pine vomit. That's a fair point. Um, Pine's super flammable. Yeah. yeah, go on, roll me an extra 2d6 onto that. Yes! <laughs> oh, yes. yes! I mean, it's nice that there's something for the poisons. Oh, that's an extra nine. Okay, it's still an extra nine. That's pretty good on 2d6, actually. Yeah, he is on fire! Scream it! Just sort of... Ah! 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 Screaming. Not dead. Uh, concentration yeah. check? But yeah, one hell of a concentration, so that's 15 he has to beat. Fair. Nope, even with his plus 5 to constitution, that Whoa. is a fail. Lovely. Everyone yes. <clears throat> suddenly love feels their limbs relax. And can I say to friend, I've got some rope, could you tie it around that pillar and let it down? Sure thing. Thank and you. Yeah. Uh, packs on your turn, uh, sorry, a friend acts on your turn. And is able to pick up the rope, move up there, tie it loosely. Give me a straight d20 for uh, just so, just so I know what, uh, so I can make a guess as to uh, his friend's uh, not, uh, tying ability. not tying ability. Twelve, not great, not terrible. You hope friend has a good has done a good knot. You can't see it from here, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still lying on the floor from being unconscious. <laughs> uh, but a, uh, a, a a a length of rope does flop down into the pit. Huh. Uh, do you still have, you still have movement, actually? So I'm not gonna move. Okay, you're staying here. Cool. <laughs> Stay here. Yep. All right. Uh, is there anything he can do to save himself uh, to, 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 to help in this situation? He's still alive. Okay, so there's one legionnaire alive. And a Cedian. <laughs> okay. Kill the fucker. Okay. Guys, I love fireballs so much. Fireballs <laughs> are so great. Uh, okay, he's going to call to the. Uh, he's going to call to the remaining legionnaire. Uh, up here, defend me! Uh, and the legionnaire is going to pull. He's going to use his slide action, uh, his uh, movement action, to move the legionnaire. Ignoring attacks of opportunity, uh, uh, up to so that he's directly in front of Asidian to serve as a sort of undead human shield. It's the best he can do. Uh, okay, that makes it Corzin's go. Corzin, you have all your all of your ability to move back. Sweet. Okay. So Corzin, even with the uh, legionnaire standing in front of him, can Corzin still see? Uh, behind the, uh, the legionnaire to where, uh, to where he is. You can still see where a CDN is. I'll say the legionnaire is granting him cover. Fair enough. That's that's fine. I'm going to move as uh, as far towards him as I can, and I'm going to use an ability that I've not used before. Excellent. I'm going to use my action uh, to, and I don't use a spell slot for this, to use Hunter's Sense. Okay. Uh, provided he's within 60 feet of me, I immediately learn whether he has any damage immunities, resistances, vulnerabilities, and what they are. Um, okay. If he's hidden from divination magic, uh, I, I I can't tell anything, but I can use this uh, a number of times equal to my wisdom modifier, which is two. That's my okay. action. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on him. Okay, he's mocked. Uh, you know that he has one vulnerability which is piercing damage. 
Right. Okay. Uh, no other resistances. What? No other vulnerabilities. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's just. Fair enough. He's just got a lot of pa- He's just got a lot of layers to get through. Okay. Well, I, I think that's um, that, that's all I can uh, really do this round. But knowing that, would would the sling do piercing damage? Sling does bludgeoning, I'm afraid. Okay. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. You need like um, darts or knives or something. Well, I'm guessing within the next round, if I have all of my movement back, I can actually get to him anyway. Yeah. Uh, which is true, so you don't really have movement. Uh, okay, so that's is, fine. Are you still charmed by him? Uh, you're not no, charmed not by him. Fighty was the one who's yeah, charmed. Fighty was charmed by him. Oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I got distracted being unconscious. Uh, okay. <sighs> Alright, uh, Expeditionaries are dead. Legionary is going to, uh,. Attack. Oh, he does actually have an ally within five feet of him, so he gets to use that. He's going to attack Corzum. Okay. That was a he... 17. Okay, that hits. That hits. Fuck. Uh, you take. Oh, you're down, aren't you? Uh, six points of damage. Yeah, I'm Bye. down. Yeah. <laughs> just no. manages to. Just basically stabs you in the side of the ribs. <laughs> You slump to the ground. Okay. Uh, that makes it. Yep, Legionary's got no other actions he can do. Makes it. Uh, I suppose the other hunter's mark disappears. Fighties go. Uh, and he's going to. And Well, actually, just before fighties go, leg, uh, Legendary action, uh, he's going to call. Uh, a seeding calls to fighty. Restrain! And looks to Celestia. Fighty's going to move in for a bear hug. Okay, what do I do? Uh, you roll an acrobatics or athletics check to resist. Definitely acrobatics. Fighty is raging, so he's still... Oh, that's a seven. Bollocks. Okay, Fighty grabs you in a bear hug and and you are restrained. Uh, well, technically you're grappled, actually. How far away from Acedian am I, just for future reference? You are... Probably about 20, like, I'd say it would take 20 feet to get to him, but 15 feet in a direct line, because oh, height. Cool, good to know. Yeah. Uh, because you'd have to kind of do an L shape to get up. Um, so let's call that, so yeah, you are grappled, your speed is zero. That's the only effect that grappled has. Cool, good to know. Uh, but it does stop you getting close. And it's like an action to break the grapple, isn't it? Yes. Awesome. Uh, let's roll at the end of this to see if Fighty breaks the charm. Fighty does not break the charm. He's Ugh. going to continue holding you. Okay. Um, Ascedian is going to say, call out this time to you, Celestia. Really, there's no need to fight. You can just relax. Give up. This is a charm effect. Wisdom save with advantage. Um, that's a 13. That's not going to be enough. You feel the urge to fight kind of leave you. Like, maybe this maybe this could all be resolved without combat. Mm. Uh, you are currently charmed. Cool. Uh, 
which brings it to the top of your turn. Uh, you are charmed, so you consider a Cedian a friendly figure. But isn't it combat, so I get a save? You get a save at the end of At the, the end of my technical call. Speaking know. of saves, uh, give me an intelligence saving throw to see if you can work Ooh, out who is friendly. That's off the table, it doesn't count. Do excuse right. the bad noises, listeners. <laughs> Um, that's a 19. Okay, you are able to ascertain friend from fro. You know who, where everyone is, who everyone is. Okay. Um, you, the restriction is that you cannot do harmful actions to a Cedian. Right. Uh, what about the Legionnaire? Where is he? Legionnaire's right in front of a Cedian. So, so you can make attacks that would not... You Charm effects are, in, are, are just about smart enough that you would not you can't attack the legionnaire in the hopes that splash damage will hit a cedian but, but you can, can I breathe but you fire can, at the legionnaire but you can totally breathe fire at the legionnaire yeah okay i'm gonna go time for some deck saves because in my head you have to roar to breathe fire yeah, yeah <laughs> so absolutely well, that was a, that was that was a failed save okay so Roll it's 46 we discussed in this is your second of three uh, yes fire i know deaths. I was going to say, like, well, how many do you get? That's not that good. It's really not. Um, so that is five, nine, and 46. That is bollocks. I rolled two ones. No, he's still got uh, still got a fair bit of fight left in him, this one, unfortunately. Uh, but as it does strike the shield, uh, you can see as it sets part of his clothing on fire, he has to sort of pat himself out. It leaves deep burns where it uh, passes. Okay. Uh, do I get a That's just your bonus, isn't it? That is just your bonus. Else? You're right. Got an action. You've got an action. The fuck else can I do? Um, can you try and I'm break the grapple? I? I mean, You're restrained. Can I try and break the grapple as my action? Yeah, you can. You can try and break the grapple. I think everything fighting. else that I could do, I would need to like throw something or move. Yeah. Which logically, if I'm grappled, doesn't You can it. throw. Fighting only prevents you from moving out of your space. He's probably just grabbing you around the legs because that's all he can Literally, like, <laughs> he's like holding you by the knees. I mean, can I shoot the Legionnaire? Uh, yeah, totally can. Like assuming my pistols at my hip where it usually is. Yeah, but you take disadvantage for you. You, you take disadvantage because Fighty is within five feet of you, and for the purposes of this, he is interfering with your ability to shoot straight. Okay, um, or is it worth trying to break the grapple? I think I'm going to take a shot. Fuck it. Okay. Let's see what happens. <sighs> Fucking hell. It's terrible, guys. Uh, that's a 10. Okay. Not a natural one, so your gun doesn't explode. No, uh, no Which is good. Uh, but no, the le- it bangs into the Legionnaire's shield. Mm. Okay. Uh, that. The end of your turn. So, scamp. I want to get out of the pit if I can. Okay. It's... It's 10 feet, so you got takes 20 feet of your movement to climb out. You've still got 10 feet of movement at the top. Okay. Um, so you could get to maybe the bottom of the stairs. I want to try and get to Corzin if he's down. That is at the bottom of the stairs, so... Okay, let's go there. <laughs> oh, we forgot to do my intelligence save again. Do your wisdom save again to break free of the aphasia. You're right. Wisdom? Oh, two. Two wisdom saves. One for the I aphasia. I did one at the start. You, uh, you do the intelligence save to work out who is who. Yeah. What, what, do me one wisdom save straight for the aphasia for the aphasia and then one with advantage for the, for charm. the charm cool so this is for the aphasia yeah. so four <laughs> yeah, still Fucking don't know who jesus and this is for the charm and that is an 18 so okay you've broken the charm nice so this is gonna go fuck you 
I can tell you're going to be difficult. Oh, this hurts. Yeah, CD is still on fire. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, so... So I can get to Corzin. You can get to Corzin. Uh, I think we need to get him up. I'm going to feed him my other potion. Okay. okay. That's an action, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. Let's have some defaults. Oh, that's terrible. That's six hit points for you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, bonus actions, nothing. Nope. Nope, nothing I can do. Uh, oh. That's all my movement. <laughs> uh, causing then. Because uh, I don't think... I mean, no, you've used up your movement. Can't use it on you. Alright, uh, so the uh, Corzin next. Okay, Corzin is going to blearily shake his head, um, uh, come to stand up, and um, he's going to use his uh, his last level one spell slots to recast Hunter's Mark uh, okay. on Ascedian. <laughs> and uh, am I close enough that... Actually, no, I'm not in melee range of him, am I? No, you're in melee range with the Legionnaire. But the Legionnaire is blocking uh, melee access to a CDM. Right, so functionally speaking, if I try and shoot at him, I'm going to have to uh, shoot as if I'm uh, shooting at... Um, with at least half cover, aren't I? Yeah. Okay. Um, disadvantage if you're in melee. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not in melee. I'm, uh, no, not but you have an opponent within five feet of you. Oh, okay. You've got someone in melee. Yeah. Right, in which case, then, I will just try and uh, cut through the um, uh, the remaining legionary and get to okay. him. So, yeah, Corzin, having uh, got to his feet immediately from death's door, is brings out his cutlasses again and starts hacking away at this thing's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your attacks. Okay, that's a 21 for the first Hits. one. Uh, I'll roll damage for that. Uh, okay. okay, that's uh, seven slashing. So you slash down, uh, you cut one of it, uh, you actually manage to do a deep cut beneath the kneecap and it drops to one knee. Okay, um, that being the case. Uh, oh yeah, that's... Uh, that's a twenty-two. Okay. That hits. Roll damage. So with the um, uh, with it down on one knee, I'm gonna try and stab my uh, my other uh, cutlass up through its jaw. Okay. Oh yes, that's ten. Nice. <laughs> okay, you stab it up through the jaw. Just piercing the brain isn't enough to kill this thing, but it does give you enough leverage to be able to tug, twist, and wrench the skull uh, and the f fractured neck, already somewhat damaged from pre previous attacks, neck off. And that seems to be enough to cause its body to, twitching and jerking, <coughs> slump to the ground. Halflings go, don't go down that easily. Okay, Legionnaire is down. It's just a CDN left now. And fighting. Oh... Okay, he's going to give a command to Fighty. Uh, which is going to going to combine this with uh, with what he already has. So, 
He looks to you, points to Fighty, still on fire, says he's patting himself out with one hand, then to the pit trap to the north uh, east. Drag! Celestia, give me... This would be an opposed athletics or acrobatics check to Fighty. Acrobatics, please. Shit. What's his? 20. Oh, 14. He drags you over to the pit. Roll the dexterity save. Shit. Okay. Nine. Oh, and no. sort of vaguely bleary-eyed releases you just as you get to the edge. You, uh, you windmill your arms for a moment and then... Ooh. Okay. How much is that? It's painful. It's a lot. Uh, you take one, two, three. Where's my other D10? Oh, I'm going to die. Uh, 14 oh, I'm down. points By of two. damage oh. from uh, spikes and falling. I suppose anyone has any, uh, any healing left, do they? Uh, yeah, that's a good if question. Let's make a, let's make a fight. Let's make a wisdom save for fighty. We can give him advantage now. Finally! He's got the health potion. Breaks free. What the fuck? Uh, Fighty doesn't have any actions left, frustratingly. Uh, but he, because he used his action to drag you. Uh, actually, is that an action? Um, no, dragging it just half movement with a with a yeah, with a grapple. Yeah, movement. Ah oh, shit! But he doesn't he doesn't uncharm until the end of his turn, so he still gets action. Which he just wastes, we'll say, because he wouldn't really use it on anything else. Mind you, no, you're still his friend. So that wouldn't, the charm wouldn't counteract that. <laughs> Fuck it, Fighty jumps in, is going to try and jump, is going to make an acrobatics check and see if he can jump into this pit without impaling himself. Uh, Go on. He's a crazy motherfucker. Which he can! Uh, <laughs> uh, he still takes the falling damage. <laughs> Because if Fighty impaled himself next to your unconscious form, that's a problem. Yeah. 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 Still takes two points of damage, leaps down and uses his action to feed you this last healing potion. Amazing. How much damage um, do I get? You get... Oh, 4 plus 2. You get seven points of healing back. Okay. <laughs> and, you are, and you and Fighty are now at the bottom of a ten-foot pit. Good, good. Four spikes. Is it the same pit that's got the rope? Uh, no, it's the other pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ropeless pit. Okay. so much rope though, I'm going to get friends. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's Acedian's go. Uh, Acedian's going to look at you, uh, uh, at you, Scamp. And uh, uh, he's more useful. Scamp or, or Causing? Causing's more useful. And go, listen, I'm sure we can talk all of this out. Wisdom save. Okay. Is he still on fire? Still on fire. He's not taking additional damage. This is just including the previous. Sorry, the previous damage. That's a fifteen. Fifteen wisdom save. That is just enough. You are not charmed by this man. All right. It's harder to be. It's hard to be charmed by flaming uh, by uh, by a flaming figure who has repeatedly caused injury and insult to you. Um, That's quite enough of that bullshit. Covered in flaming vomit. It's not a charming image. <laughs> no. No, it's really yeah, not. It's really not good. Celestia. 
god. Roll me, a, roll me a wisdom, uh, roll me an intelligence saving throw. Shit, yeah. <laughs> You're hell. still. I mean, if she lost consciousness. Oh god. But... Actually, I did lose consciousness. Does that change anything? Shit. Like um... genuinely. That's Just a good thought. point. No, because it's um, it would still affect you. I will give you advantage on the save because of the loss of consciousness, because it broke everything. Okay. We'll say that would make sense. But... Just, yeah, I thought spells usually ended when people went unconscious. Did they not? When the caster goes unconscious, usually. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Cool. That's one thing. Oh well, that's good. Um. So what save is it? Intelligence. Yeah. That's an 18. Okay, that actually. is enough that when you blearily wake up, you do recognise that the person in the uh, in the pit with you is fighty. Um, I'm going to try and get out of the pit. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any rope or anything, so give me an athletics check. Fuck it. Um, that's a 14. That's just enough. Mm. You leap up, grab the lip, and pull yourself out. Uses half your... Actually, it's 10 foot, so use it 20 feet of your movement. Okay. So you've got 10 feet left. You are not, you're kind of in a position where if you were able to fly, you could get to a CDN in 10 feet. Am but, I within 30 feet? Yes, you are. I'd like to breathe fire at him. Yeah. That works. Nice. Yeah. Roll damage. Let's roll a stack save. That was a natural one. Yes. Yes. Minus two. Take him <laughs> so down. Roll minus two. Oh, guys. That's one of the best things I've ever rolled. I'm not going to lie. That's so good. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's 12, 18, uh, 23 Get on in. a 4d6. <laughs> oh! Wow. I rolled three sixes and a five. That's incredible. Take a picture of that. <laughs> so, in the, uh, in the eternal words of Mortal Kombat, finish him. Um... So, I like to think I take a big fucking breath in. I look him dead in the eye, we have a moment of eye contact, and I go, ah, and I breathe fire at him, and his throne fucking falls backwards, and the yes. blubber, as he hits the floor, just goes, <laughs> Okay, you, as you tell your last breath, giving you the worst throat burn you've ever had, uh, you've, uh, the flame comes out, it's kind of been a smoky orange most of the point this, this time, but it comes out as a straight Bunsen burner blue. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, hits the already flaming pine, <laughs> pine scented vomit uh, on him, and just something seems to catch, and there are, uh, like, just the remains of the pine moonshine, and there is a it's enough that the throne already weakened and cracking from the previous thunder wave from the two fireballs which have hit it. It's Jesus. just enough that the, the I've cast so many fireballs and the, a long rest. So it's many plausible. And the and just the strain of supporting his weight for so many years <laughs> finally cracks and the whole and throne and all he tumbles back off the days and smashes into the ground, splattering. Oh. And you just hear this... Um, if he still has a face, I would like to go over and stamp on it a few times. Nice. You... Ellie, please draw this. Yes. <laughs> you step forward into the flaming mess. Flaming mass as well. <laughs> is all the remains of a seed and you can just see the kind of glassy-eyed 
fixture of his head still vaguely connected to the remnants of his neck and uh, exploded torso it's kind of reminiscent of that scene from uh, meaning of life uh, but with more fire Uh, you just raise your foot and crunch you you splinter and shatter his skull the tiny uh, silver skull flies free uh, in, in the explosion and lands by your feet, Scamp. Oh. So that's just kind of standing there with a foot full of dead man, like <laughs> breathing heavily. I'm going to pick up the skull. It, as you pick it up, there's a strange resonance. The moment you touch it, like warmth. Like you found something you lost long ago, like an old childhood toy or a friend or or, or, or a picture of a friend or something. You kind of feel it, but there's also a, there's also a strangeness to it. As you touch it, you can feel just waves of not quite sickness, but and not quite tiredness, but almost apathy. Like there's just something about it that seems to radiate complacency. You hear, once again, the voice of friend in the back of your mind. There we are. Ah, there we are. What is it? What does it do? This... It holds... Something. Something twisted by long exposure to someone who was unworthy. Not so much unworthy, but not strong enough. Not made of the right stuff to bear it. None of the others could use this safely, could hold it. They're not like you, Scamp. Is They're it not safe like for me. me? It's very possibly you and I are the only people it is safe for. Why? It doesn't matter which of us takes it. You this you would you would benefit from this but it needs to be mastered by someone who can or it will try to take over someone else i won't end up like him will i no not you no, you're strong enough to be its master. The I don't want to be anyone's master. That's... <sighs> Forgive me. My previous master had a difficult vocabulary. Let's say that you possess within you 
what's needed to make it to make it a part of you without it taking over you you're sure or I could one or I, either of us could well, if there's a risk I'd rather I took it hmm spend some time with it you'll need to rest to focus on it but I need to rest I got impaled right here <laughs> yes and here, let's, let's and here <laughs> yeah oh and, and there too uh and yeah let's that, I think that would be best but you can feel it can't you the sense yes. of completeness yes that's what we came for and I promise you that will make all of this worthwhile nearly got everyone killed though hmm that's what becomes of them when when those they weren't meant for take them Let's have a sit down. Yes, let's. And you hear from the pit. Um, I don't suppose someone could lend me a rope or something. Yes, yeah, I've got so much rope. I have an implausible amount of rope on me. <laughs> you let down a rope and, um, with some effort, uh, fish out Fighty Govenswick. <laughs> And the uh, three of you walk over to where Celestia is still standing, I would imagine. I do not like fucking charm effects. No, I think I'm with you on that one. Um, well, he's dead now, and by the look of the paste you've made, he's staying dead. Yep. That's well, one dead fucker. Well Celestia's so. going to spit on what's left of him. It sizzles in the flaming pine uh, vomit. Oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to put right. you in danger. Or worse. You know, um, they actually, they, they taught us how to shake off charm effects in what they call the Ebon Guard up here. They used to make us um, lick everybody's boots clean until we could shake it off. took ages the first few times that must have been humiliating yeah it's bullshit that's all right this one's dead so that's what do we do now you said the, uh, what they call the ebon guard up here what do they call it down below <sighs> we were just unit 37 we never had any more name than that all right well i i reckon that um actually uh, point of order um have the um uh the glyphs gone now uh no the glyphs uh do not seem to have been tied to acedian's life force one of them is exploded and gone okay. the others are still there you get the feeling that they're quite short ranged unless unless you look at them directly they okay. won't go off however should we go have a sit down in that last room yeah let's do not that. here no, I don't want to be here. Let's be somewhere else. It smells really bad. <laughs> it really does. It smells like burning fat man. <laughs> and 
leaving the flaming fat man, the various corpses, the door, and the obscene quantities of treasure until after just for just for sure until after you've rested we're coming back for that yeah Corson you says know. to himself this is why I never went whaling <laughs> oh. <laughs> you head over into the room with the many comfortable things and settle down for a good long rest and that is where we will pick up after these no doubt important messages and now a word from our friends over at One Shot Onslaught. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Master Adam here to tell you all about One Shot Onslaught. We are an actual play D&D 5e podcast and we even follow some of the rules. Rules? No one said there'd be rules. We play through popular one-shot modules from dmsco.com so that you can drop in at any episode that has part one in the title. The players are all a part of the Adventurers Guild, specifically a group called the D-Team. And we have Lord Sean Snow, the hero's hero, who is a 140-year-old human wizard. I cast magic missile up its butthole! We have Death, who is a tiefling rogue who only eats raw meat and is a little bit shifty when it comes to morals. Did somebody say meat? The dwarf druid Ironclaw, who loves nature almost as much as he loves oatmeal. Cinnamon oatmeal, or get the F out. And last but not least, we have Ted, the tiefling bard who loves to jam out on his magic guitar and skadoosh out on his magical flying broom. Skadoosh. Find us wherever you download your podcast by searching for One Shot Onslaught and look for new episodes every single Monday. Hello, I am Gunther the Friendly Orc, and welcome to Gunther the Friendly Orc's Boutique. You can find a number of conveniences here, and I would be all too happy to service you. While you're here, have you considered liking, rating, and subscribing to Flintlocks and Fireballs, or leaving them a review? Oh, yes, you can pass me the oils now. And welcome back. So, you head into the comfortable antechamber and more or less flop down exhausted into the pillow fort of just old blankets, pieces of clothing and comfortable things. Cesty's going to smoke some opium. Roll me an addiction uh, check while you're there. Uh, nine. <laughs> okay, your addiction counter is at one. Cool. However, uh, if this is ends up being a long rest, you may uh, you recover all of your hit dice instead of half of them. Yeah. If it's a yeah, short rest, why? then just the usual. Which is an important um, point. Yeah. Are, are we long resting? Well, so I, I don't know about all of you, but I'm fuck out of magic. I'm out of everything. Which means magic, that's all I've got. I'm out of magic. Also massively injured, I mean, should we just sleep? Yeah. If we can secure this place, I think it's probably, uh, we're not in any immediate danger of being attacked anymore, I don't think. Well, we can take watches, can't we? Also, I imagine that you and I can just, you know, move the big old stone door at the far end of the, of the corridor shut. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you're alright with that. No problem. Don't mind entombing myself in here for a few hours. Mm. You used the word entombing, didn't you? Now yeah, bad choice of words. Yeah. Ugh, he rolls his shoulders. Right, let's get this closed. And the pair of you together manage to bring the stone doors to so that you are... Well, at the very least, if anything is going to break into here, you'll hear it coming. Yeah. Just, it's just like lying in the middle of the floor with a pipe hanging out of mouth. Is this place lit with anything? Uh, it is not inherently lit, but uh, the, the but you do have a light stone, which uh, you well, took well, from the yeah, I'll snap the fingers and do some dancing lights as well. Hmm. Obviously that won't work when I go to sleep. But <laughs> Fair enough. But in the meantime, you do have the uh, light stone. All right, I'll, shall I assume standard same watch uh, pattern uh, as before? I'll take the first one. I can't remember yeah. what the pattern is. It is. You actually had the first in the match. In the, Lovely. <laughs> and then it's me, isn't it? Yeah, and then it's Celestia, then Cause, and then Fighty. You take some time to tend to your various injuries, uh, applying medical care, and then unroll the your bedrolls. As uh, like the rest of your equipment, you were carrying it when you evacuated the uh, Charlie's Regret, and it washed up onto shore with you. Hang on. One of our bedrolls has got a hawk and a vole in it. No. Yeah, they're still tied up in that. Still trying to struggle to get out. You guys haven't actually released them. Celestia's and... not dealing with it. She's going to sleep. <laughs> it's all right. I think it was... There's always one of us awake. True. <laughs> yeah, I, I think actually it, it would have been Corson's bedroll. But, yep. Um... You can have mine. To be honest, given what we know now, I think it's probably more kind just to put them out of their misery. I'm not sure we can. I suppose uh, I getting mean, involved. If you really want, I can sort that out for you. Fighty picks up a large rock. Causing shrugs. You watch as over the next 30 seconds, Fighty beats your blanket with a rock repeatedly. Until the uh, struggling stops. There you go. Okay. Problem solved. I'm going to bed. Okay, Corson takes it up and shakes it out. Quite Two fastidiously. very, very broken bodies of a vole and a hawk flop out. Uh, there is a small... You, you and Celestia observe two shadowy sort of uh, wisps emerge and then flipped upwards. Uh, it didn't come up in combat because there was a lot of combat happening, but you also observed the same happen whenever you destroyed any of the legionnaires uh, or okay, the expeditionaries so the in the next room. spirits, for want of a better term, were travelling straight upwards? Yes. Okay. Mm. Nevertheless, after giving your uh, bedroll a thorough brush... Yeah. You uh, settle down and get some rest. Scamp, you find yourself sat, turning the small silver skull over between your fingers. You can feel this connection to it, like, almost like like a spare pair of hands or like an extra limb in some way and as you sort of tumble it between your fingers you some part of you innately reaches out to connect with it 
And as it does so, you feel that connection surge back. There is something in it or of it, and it's it doesn't speak to you in words, but you can feel that along with the with the energy within it, there is a a sort of intent, like a whispered voice telling you it's okay. You don't have to try that hard. You can be smart. You can be cunning. You can smile and speak and charm. And other people can do things for you. You don't need to make an effort. It's all right to just relax. Let the others take up the load. Scam, I'd like you to make a charisma saving throw, please. Oh no. Oh. Uh, tides isn't. Is dormant. Can I use tides? Yeah. Yes, you can. This seems like a good time to do that. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Uh, ooh. Well, those are both terrible. Oh, shit. Uh, they're both the same thing, so that's a 13. Okay. There is a part of you that kind of feels like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe you do work a bit too hard at times. Maybe there is a way to solve things by being smart instead of putting more effort in. Or getting other people to do these things for you. You are slightly changed when you connect to this. It has no obvious statistical effect this change but you are now more likely to consider letting others take up the slack or talking people into doing things for you rather than doing it for yourself not an out and out personality change just something you're more likely to let you're just more likely to do. Okay. There are some other effects. <laughs> oh attuning to this, attuning to this skull, uh, takes up an attunement slot. First of all, okay. while you are attuned to it, you have access to as if you knew the following spells command charm person and slow it still costs you the appropriate spell spell slots to cast them um do you know off the top of your head what the spell slots are first for first for charm first for uh, command third for slow Additionally, okay. you gain two maximum sorcery points while you are attuned to this. Oh. However, while you remain attuned, the role-playing effect will remain in effect. You are more likely to be as what what I would broadly describe as slothful. But yes, after rolling this in your hands for about an hour or so, 
it's almost like you can feel it pulse in time to your own heartbeat and you can feel yeah there's some there's power you can draw from it and ways you can use its particular way of being to shape the power within you you have gained the slothful skull Your watch passes otherwise without incident. And as you move to awaken Celestia, uh, you just... Jeffrey uh, has actually been around during this and has mostly been kind Poor of... Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey just stayed in here during that whole fight. Like, the moment things started to go, watch. like, he just bolted. Fair. Uh, Smart Jeff- monkey. Jeffrey has been stuffing his face with pine nuts. <laughs> Jeffrey, don't. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Just don't throw them up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. He's probably going to throw some of them up. You hear the voice in your mind say. Still, though. Yes. Good. Good job, friend. I feel, I can feel you're a little more together now. I don't feel so good, though. Hmm. I feel tired. It can be a struggle with those. Don't worry. I'm sure in time you'll... Not master, but accommodate to it. And I'll always be here looking out for you. Thank you. That's all right. We're in this together, you and I. Now get some rest. Yeah. Celestia, you are awakened by Scamp to take your watch. Mm-hmm. Your watch is essentially uninterrupted, but if there's anything you'd like to do during it. Um, not massively. Maybe jangle away my guitar a little bit to myself, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, gently jangle away on your guitar until time comes to awaken Corson, whose watch similarly passes without incident, although if there's anything you'd like to do, Corson. Does Corson have access to any uh, writing implements of any kind? Um, if you kept, uh, I mean, if you kept a journal of any kind, then you would still have that, although it might be a little waterlogged. Well, it would have had time to dry out since then. Uh, there is certainly um, charcoal or something approaching it in the next room that you could write with. I mean, yes. whether this is metagamey or not, you've probably seen Celestia writing in her song notebook. Yeah, um, mm. no, well, it, it's, it, it, it's it's not... just true. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that Corson necessarily would because I think um, he would have taken advantage of the writing implements that would have existed on board the Charlie's Regret and wouldn't yeah. necessarily have had his own. So, 
Um, for now, no, he's just going to uh, uh, to sit up, um, watch intently the uh, the door, and uh, make sure everyone else is safe. Okay, you watch passes of that incident, and so does Phytes. When probably morning by now, who knows? You're you're entirely indoors. Mm. Arrives at least the t- the time when you're all rested and settle down to a cold breakfast of elk meat and salt pork, mm. and as many pine nuts as you want. And I make uh. everyone's breakfast taste like weird things with prestidigitation. It's <sighs> like you know, yeah. like strawberries and chocolate and. How like much of a high skits. protein diet have we been on this past <laughs> week or so? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but shitting's been an adventure for me. I've had many a shit adventure. Hey. <laughs> well, back home they used to say it's possible to live on dates alone, but you soon wish you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right then. What do we do now? I guess we see what else is in that room. Yeah. I don't want to go through that door. Just saying. Well, if there's nothing else in there, there's at least um, stuff of value. What, what, yeah. Was that your funny... Would I Hang on, out of character for a second. Would I have recognised that as Infernal now? Because we've seen Infernal yes, a few times. Yes, you've, see, you've seen it when it appears on Burning. Yeah. Was that your funny tiefling language on that door in there? Yeah. What did I it say? I think a scary tiefling came this far and no further. Right. And doesn't recommend anyone else goes any further. I mean, the bit on the top says only death awaits, so um, I'm feeling like maybe we should leave this fucking alone, to be honest. We've seen a note saying don't open the door. We've seen a note on the door saying only death is ahead. I'm just... I'm, my spider senses are tingling. <laughs> just getting a distinct feeling that maybe we shouldn't, and that would be fucking stupid. It's a, it's a well-known drow phrase, my spider senses are tingling. Yes, yeah, yes it is. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That's why I but, said it, because yeah. um, double meanings are exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe we can just have a little listen at the door. That can't We're not hurt, opening a fucking door. Well, a side question, though. Are we fairly certain that the journal we found was that... Um, yeah, it said I'm just going to go and sit on my throne a while and, you know, oh, it's so easy now I can get everyone else to do all my shit. (laughs) I think it was probably him. Alright, no, I was... That's a point, because it means that he presumably was the last person to come down here. And unless he Yeah, and he he didn't open the fucking door. Unless he wrote that on the door... Well, yes, do you remember in the journal there was literally a note that said, do not open the door, and then he wrote on it, don't open the door, only death awaits. (laughs) I'm just getting the distinct impression that there are a lot of signals saying no. <laughs> it does uh, make one wonder, though, if the the tiefling, whoever that was, got here before him, yeah, and then didn't open the door, or if or if you know no, they she definitely put didn't. There. Mm-hmm. Well, they've written that they didn't, and oh, we know okay. they came here first because this is all their treasure. And he wrote that he found the treasure, didn't he? Mm. Right, stepping into the room to look, you can see that the treasures arranged seem to be a mixture of um, 
some manner of looted hoard, and a collection of the various um, treasures unearthed by knocking through the doors uh, within this com- this uh, pyramid complex. Okay, so what exactly have we got here? Looking at it, you have... It's one of the most frustrating sights you've ever seen, Corson. There is untold wealth here. Um, there are Aridnean silks, there are brightly coloured fabrics, there are spices, there is a small amount of gold and jewel, uh, 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 gold and jewellery with actual jewels. There are a lot more uh, bronze or silver or gold rimmed or gold decorated pieces of uh, crockery. There are beautiful ancient glazed ceramics. There is probably enough wealth here in total for you to buy two or three ships. But there is, but you would need a crew of 30 men and, a, and three carts to take it all. All right, the jewels then. Can I cast Detect Magic? Do. Yeah, good uh, idea. Uh, you do. <laughs> and... Um, as you begin, and you take the time to search the room, the symbols on the wall, on the pillars, those that still survive, all shine up uh, with a distinctive glow uh, of a protective nature. I imagine we very carefully don't look at them while <coughs> yes. we search because we're not cut thick. through <laughs> illusory, yeah. with a sort of illusory emanation. Uh, I need to check the rule, the wording of d- detect magic again. While you're doing that, Corson is going to attempt to gather up enough uh, treasures in various different uh, forms or another that he uh, can be fairly certain would be enough to buy one ship. Hmm. You're going to be very sad with the answer for that. (laughs) It's going to slow us down a lot, but I can carry 500 pounds of stuff Mm. on a disc. my sort being is that, you know, we're never going to be able to uh, take all of this, but if we get enough of this, if it is physically possible for us to carry enough... I don't enough think it is. ...that we <laughs> can... Uh, that we, we can... Um, well, I mean, even if... Even if everything uh, with um, Fighty's means of getting out of here works out fine, we are going to be back to square one whenever we get to where we're going. We need some form of... Um, uh, of well, we can take as much as we can. Here. Let's take all the most expensive bits. Yeah, but we can't agreed. carry a lot. The um, yeah, looking around, none of the treasure is coming up magical. Um, the as I said, the pillars are coming up magical, uh, and the door doesn't come up magical. It comes up as extremely unmagical. Uh, in right. fact. Uh, <laughs> The as 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 before, you and your ver- and the various magic items you have come up magical as well. Um, and were you to and looking down at the skull uh, that you uh, quietly have yourself, that also shines up magical. Um, the in terms of the treasure, collecting all of the jewelry to get all of the actual jewels together, all of the most the jewelry, the most portable things. Let's have a word about. Let's let's talk about this for a moment then. So, okay. in terms of very fungible, uh, easy to sell, easy to carry goods, uh-huh. you are able to collect 
just shoved into your pack like you you get what you would and this is a broad guess you would need to take it to be valued yeah you would guess that you can pack that you have there's maybe a thousand gold uh, sort of you know, bright hallish gold crowns okay worth of jewelry is that just in Corzin's bag that's that's getting all of the jewelry together and all of the more valuable sort of golden and silver items and packing them into one bag uh, that you'd need one bag to put it that would be a, a worth a thousand gold okay. roughly decent the if you were to then fill up the rest of your bags uh, even accounting for taking some of the elk meat out although you're loath to take too much of that out and obviously there are some things you know you need there are some things which need to be filled up like the water barrel and so on mm-hmm. that keg and so on which is taking up supplies you could get another 2,000 total so should we say a thousand each just for ease of like um, within all the bags yeah you'd be able to get about 3,000 total and that's allowing for things like the bolts of cloth the fabric the, the, the hoard items and some of the more valuable ancient wares mm. with the with the floating disc the remaining that uh, you could pound, put 500 pounds of again like lower grade bronze cop, bronzeware copperware silverware uh, ancient glazed crockery which you would guess would be maybe another couple of thousand so assuming you cast the floating disc and load up all once of your packs. Which we might not be able to keep. Yeah. It would yeah. need doing once an hour. And it can't go... It can't fly. Like It can can only go a certain height above the ground. Yeah, we'll say that for the purposes of this, that um, casting, sure the, casting the disc slows down your travel speed by one-sixth. Because we we'll say that you, you kind of stop. You travel for... Cast it for ten minutes, walk for fifty minutes... Cast it for 10 minutes, walk for 50 minutes. Not sure that's worth it. it. Yeah, you can do that, but for, for the extra 2,000 gold pieces it's worth getting out of, of the loot. temple is the but, difficult bit. Yeah. yeah. There's I a lot of think, armies outside. I mean, for a start, just for ease of writing it down, let's all write 1,000 gold worth of treasure that we have yeah. for each of us because we have 3,000 if we're just carrying it, basically. Cool, yeah. Um, but... Some right. of this is also in Fighty's packs. I mean, should we, let's, yeah. let's do this in yeah. character. It's more fun. Um, are we really thinking of casting that disc once an hour? Because that's going to make us fucking slow. I'm not sure we'll get past those armies with it. I, I uh, think we might have to run at some point. I mean, you know, money's great and that. Oh, but... it can keep up with me, but it'll, it just can't fly. So mm. getting out of here is going to be hard. How far away are, for, are we from where we need to go, Fighty? Uh, I... I told you before I don't get a sense of exact distance, uh, but I guess it's probably just probably not far beyond the edge of this of this ring. We know we got to travel out out as it were out past this the other way for about thirty mile uh, thirty miles before we reach we reach where I guess there'd be the other set of eye obelisks. I just I don't trust the sort of. We need to be able to make a quick getaway. All right, no, well, three thousand uh, gold pieces is nothing to be sniffed at. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's at least a start because we're gonna need funds when we get to yeah. where we're going. Looking around, oh, it's it's, it's, it's deeply frustrating for you, Corzin, because you feel like there's 
anywhere between 20 to 30,000 gold and uh, gold pieces worth of stuff in this room in total but you need you just don't have the resources to get it out of here we'd need wagons we'd need men yeah yeah uh, well hopefully well we know where this is at least now in fact I mean, that's something that's a point Corzin is going to get out his navigator's tools and he is going to try whenever he next has the um, opportunity to, to do so he is going to try and plot their rough course from where they started hmm. to where they are now and from here to wherever they end up going because okay. um, if at all possible he wants to have at least a vague idea of where all of this is hmm. in case he ends up back here alright well um, I'll make you roll for that later yeah I'll sure keep that in mind so you gather up the 3000 gold pieces worth of treasure that you can you are now pretty heavily loaded down with loot. Uh -huh. And much like the several hundred gold pieces of uh, jewellery you already have, at some point you've got to find a fence or a broker or someone to yeah. convert this into fun into actual money. Can I have a little listen at the door? Give me a perception check. <laughs> Eight. Can I do the same? You can. As you press your ear to the door, it is cold to your ear's touch. I would also I, like to listen. Okay, everyone give me a perception check. Right. Oh, that is a 17 from me. 21 from me. Okay, with a 17, you can't really hear anything. It's just a cold. door. It's cold. Causing, you can just very faintly hear. And it basically loops. Do I recognise what language that is? Uh, give Can me I an intelligence check. Guess? Give me an intelligence check. Intelligence check, okay. Twelve? You have not a fucking clue. <laughs> okay, I relate to the others. I can hear something. It sounds like words, but... Like what uh, kind of words? Could you understand? No, it's it's not a language I've, I think I've ever heard before. But what, it's, what's the tone? Is it angry? Is it shouting? Is it it's singing? sort of like chanting, and it's, it's the same really phrase. hard to hear. It's like just on the edge of hearing. With your I'm opinion. sorry. There's a door that says "Only Death Awaits," and there's something fucking chanting behind it. Let's go, fucking well, hell! Like a good day it's the same out. phrase repeated over and over again. Yes, let's leave. <laughs> Does it feel, you mentioned it's, uh, it feels cold, is it like unnaturally cold? Um, it's like, it's like if there were a, it's like if you were putting your, your ear against a steel door and outside it's winter. Okay, so pretty cold. Yeah, like, like fridge, like, yeah, like fridge cold, maybe. Okay. Can it's you weird. repeat what it's saying? Can I? 
Uh, you give it your best attempt, yeah? Um, it is not infernal. I assume it's not fucking elvish either, you know? It is not elvish. Or dwarvish. <laughs> uh, or undercommon. Or dwarvish or undercommon. Yep. <laughs> and it's definitely not common or halfling. <laughs> nope, not Javen, not halfling. And not Nemish. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't know what, it's, what what's being said either. Yeah, I know I I'm mean, not usually the person to say this, but I, I just... I'm getting a very bad feeling. No, I... I'm with you on this one, unfortunately. Um, Don't get me wrong, my curiosity is fucking raging, but... If I can... I've got um, stuff I need to be alive for, and... Literally everything about this door says death. Yeah, if if I can um, pin down exactly where we are on this uh, uh, on this part of the uh, the land, then I might be able to um, construct a rudimentary map of how to get back here at some point later if we want to do that. I mean, but for now it, we our primary time. for now our primary concern has to be getting out of here alive. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe we should um, uh, send to uh, uh, to Vig again and tell him to steer clear of this place. Yeah, we can do that. Um, I, mean, I, I don't guess... imagine he's going to go looking for it, but we don't want no. him or any of his people <laughs> I mean, stumbling I across it accidentally. To... I think he's probably just going to stay in the cave, isn't he? Yeah, we're a week from the shore. No yeah, I'm not worried about that. All right, well. And I think the less people that even know it exists might be better. You, you make a fair there. point. All right. Well, uh, I think as soon as we get out of here and to relative safety, uh, we should at least check in with him. Yeah, yeah, probably should. See if the ship's there yet. And Molly, if we can if take we it can. on Molly, that's okay. Thank you. Right. It's been a couple of days. Yeah, she's probably getting worried. It's been a week. This has been a something of a week. Yeah, you might have put it that way, Scamp. <laughs> and I sort of actually would I be able to even reach to ruffle their hair? <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to lean down a bit. Can I... Okay, can I see that Corzin goes for their hair and has a moment of, oh shit, I'm too short, and then can I lift him up? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Provided um, you don't resist Corzin. Provided Corzin lets me, but I don't think he will. <laughs> there is a split second where, like, cause, like... And he just sort of sighs, and then without even looking, just ruffles Scamp's hair. <laughs> says, all right, you can put me down again now. <laughs> he goes, and he sort of uh, wags a finger at uh, Celestia and says, it is a mark of how good a, a friendship we have right now. I let you do that. Well, let us never really speak of this again. Cute. You look very sweet. Um, let's go. <laughs> 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 so you um packing up you what did that. <laughs> with your with your bags now literally bulging with treasure you begin 
you head out to the furthest corridor that you reached before turning in. Do you wish to try and explore around the corridors and see if you can find a way out on the ground level, or attempt to return back up to this uh, to the rooftop? Well, seeing as we're here, but we might as well. Else. Well, I don't know that we're going to find anything other than you know scary things. Yeah. Um. I, mean, I can get us out with a fly. Yeah, we could literally just shoot out, couldn't we? Unless you think it's worth looking around down here. We can't carry any more treasure. I'm not carrying anything. <laughs> no, my bag's fucking heavy. Alright, um, but I'm just thinking if we get out at the top, we're going to have to w make our way down the sides anyway, aren't we? No, we fly no. until we're well away. We leave. Alright. I am going to say, because you are a bit laden under with treasure, uh, over with treasure, the... Wait, no, fly spell just gives you a maximum number of uh, pounds you can carry, doesn't it? Oh, I don't, don't know. Remember. I think it does. Let I me have a look. Let me check. I can check, yeah. Oh, I'll just check it. FG. Fire, flame strike, fly. Oh, no, it doesn't. It just gives you flame speed. Okay, well, the two, uh, whoever gets um, the fly spell cast on them is going to have to make an athletics check uh, to carry the <laughs> people they're carrying. Oh, dear. Lord. Because um, you're, all, you're all a bit weighed down. Ah, shit. Uh, I mean, I could waste some spells and cast it on. I mean, splitting up. I don't like that, no, to be honest. No, here's weird. We shouldn't be Just here. for ten there's minutes. A, there's a giant bronze statue outside that isn't particularly well uh, disposed to us. I'd rather we be together. I can... I'm not good at things that involve strength. Hmm. So... Well, if I hold on to your back... We're going to sort of just drift down towards the floor I think mm. is it worth giving it a try it's I not mean, that, it, that, that, that it makes you drift down the risk is that you will just lose your arm grip and drop them I mean let's have a look and see there if there's a way out two very strong party members I say looking at Cosner and Fighty could you cast it on them <laughs> they, they are they are small I'm sorry you're both very small if you uh, no, that's fine. I'm not self-conscious about my height. Yeah, and uh, Coulson just sort of shrugs like, yeah, and? So that if I try and sit on your back, I'm not sure I'll fit. Well, let's give it a try. And um, <laughs> Coulson uh, takes Scamp's hands, places them sort of uh, over his shoulders and around his uh, neck, and sort of uh, bends forwards uh in an attempt to kind of give them a piggyback. Give With me an athletics check. Yeah. Well, that, actually, that's going to that's gonna work to our advantage because it means that their legs are going to be high up enough that they're probably not going to drag on the floor. Give me an, an athletics check, um, Cousin. Okay. If <laughs> you just fall on your face, it would be very funny. Uh, that's, that's a ten. Uh, you are literally teetering... Like backwards and forwards. I'm gonna just look at this carnage ahead of me and just go. Well, this is all very well, but um, 
I'm at least too of fighty, just saying. <laughs> but you could probably still bench press you. I mean, I know um, you're fucking strong. I'm not strong, actually that strong. You not? No! I, just, I like to make up... I, I make up with it with, you know, piss and vinegar. You're not strong, you're just angry, is that what you're saying? Basically. <laughs> fucking hell. That's terrifying. <laughs> And like I'm not a strong. I'm a, like, I'm a gnome, not a halfling. I don't have that kind of explosive strength. Right. We're, we tend to be a bit measure, more measured, but we live longer. I could probably lift you. Not I that big. Go on, give it a shot. Do I need to make a check of anything? Yes, you do. Make an athletics check. I'm not good at athletics, so it's gonna be very funny. Oh, eleven. <laughs> you stagger a little, but you lift him, and the mm. huge bag as well. Oh, I'm going to get a fucking hernia. That's what's going to happen. <clears throat> right, should we fly? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a con- conclusive proof that this plan will work. This is a great idea. Staggering up to the to 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 the uh, r- to the room with the elaborate carved floor circle um, and the you know, sculpture, uh, the wall reliefs of what the city would have looked like with the moon, with, with a sort of moon window looking up. And actually, it is night now, uh, or po- very possibly very early morning. You don't know. Mm. Regardless, mm. it is dark out. I, I will cast fly on Celestia and Corzin then. Okay, Celestia, Corzin. Give me athletics checks. I'm so bad at athletics, guys. This is a fucking terrible idea, but I'm here for it. Okay, that's a much better athletics roll. That's um, 24. 13. Okay. Cousin, you are, with the aid of the flight giving you sort of a bit of a bulk uh, of a boost, you're able to shoulder the weight of, uh, of Scamp and Scamp's pack and your pack and fly fairly gl- glide fairly smoothly up into the air. Celestia... It's really hard to use your core to lift when you have nothing to press against with your feet. Mm. <laughs> it's like this... Using your body to fly is hard enough where, you know, being as you're essentially using a purely magical means of suspension. Add to that the idea of trying to hold something up. But with two packs. With two packs! Yeah, you are a staggering mess. But you... Do you manage to fly off to Corzin? And the four of you, one smoothly flying, the other kind of drunkenly I'm flying. I'm zigzagging about going, fucking hate fucking flying! Straight <laughs> uh, <laughs> up into the air. Uh, you can see down below there's the distant <laughs> of the uh, of the Guardian on the other, actually pretty much on the other side of the pyramid by this point. Doesn't seem to have noticed you. Looking down from above, actually, in this position, you can actually very faintly hear a clang, clang, clang. And as you look down from this angle, you can actually see down into the Tyrian fortification, where ancient undead uh, humans and halflings are scurrying around, some of which appear to be working at a forge, uh, uh, hammering out weapons and, uh, and javelin heads and melting down and repurposing other ones you also see as the um as they drag broken bodies of legionnaires back towards the uh, onto uh, onto these sorts of benches 
and another of these undead legionnaires begins sewing the bodies back together as far as you can tell mm. just with thread and a needle Ooh. and celestia you're the only one whose dark vision extends low enough for you to really see this in any detail mm-hmm. the cold flame above seems to flicker and you watch as a wisp of shadow streams down from it and plunges into the chest of one of the repaired legionnaires who shudders and then sits back up. None of the rest of you can really see this due to either not being able to physically see spirits or just not having the night vision. I mean, I feel like I'm too busy to relay this right now. But you see it happening. As you you do continue flying along for the next 10 minutes, which is just enough to get you a good portion of the way uh, towards the far side of the city uh, before you both feel that sort of unsteadiness that starts to indicate you're going to start losing altitude soon and begin to make your way down. As you are, however, still, you know, a good, a good few, a good... (sighs) Who'd this be? Yeah, Scamp, roll me a d20, please. Oh dear. Uh, 16? 160 feet over the surface. Scamp, roll me a d100. Oh, <gasps> you're the worst. Oh no. <laughs> um, 80. 80? That's a new one. I don't think we have, no. <laughs> okay, you watch as you turn and look. Celeste, you're kind of staggering in the air when it looks as if inexplicably calls in you think at first then you re- uh, it is farting butterflies and flower petals and you realize actually no they're coming <laughs> off scamp just just <laughs> brightly colored pink and yellow and blue butterflies and rose petals just seem to be streaming out of their skin <laughs> just like, like uh, coming out of their hair like dandruff <laughs> floating behind them i try to catch one with my tail uh, your tail, it passes straight through it. <laughs> am I more oh, tired I than I think one. I am? <laughs> this Fuck one's it. okay, I like this one. It's pretty, says Celestia, who's flying nearby. <laughs> and uh, Corson's just sort of looking around confused, like, the... is this really the time and the place? <laughs> I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> you slowly touch down into a more secluded part of the city and then proceed to make your way on and out. In the interest of time, I will say that over the next two days, mm-hmm. you proceed to make, actually, for the better part of three days. So what it's, day are we on? So by the time you'd finish this, you will be you will you leave you you leave the outskirts which say after three days of travel on the 30th of first flurries bearing in mind the regret crashed on the 13th Mm -hmm. uh, well crashed was destroyed on the 13th um exploded exploded oh it's abstract once we touch down, we use sending to check in on vegan Molly. Uh, but I think we can abstract we that. We can abstract yeah. that. They both the essentially confirm the that they're all right. Vig is still waiting, uh, but mm-hmm. is happy to hear the news that uh, Vengeance is supposedly going to be sending some, mm-hmm. something help. Uh, otherwise, reports in things are fine. Pixies are annoying. Mm-hmm. Molly shouts a bit, but is glad you're okay. 
um, was unnerved at not getting a response the other uh, uh, the other night, um, but understands what how these things go. And yeah, three days. Going to see three days of travel later, you finally reach the outskirts of this huge circumference. What encountering again for the first time in six days, one of the massive three-sided pillars with the eyes. As you step beyond it, um, scamp the sense of of absence disappears the world feels right again all of your spirits calm the fuck down <sighs> and um celestia you see actually celestia and causing you see for a moment a brightly colored sort of pink and green butterfly with a lizard's tail poke its head out from behind a tree and then flutter away what was that Neither of the pair of the, of the others react to it, and it takes you a moment oh. to realise. It was a spirit, wasn't it? Yeah. Everything's normal again. Well, I'm not sure normal's the right word. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, we're still shipwrecked in a fucking forest, but we're not in weird islands. I felt weird for days. Yeah. Well, you didn't say anything. Since we've been in the thing, it's just felt weird. Well, you saw how it affected our spirits. They they didn't. No, leave, no, I didn't. No, I was talking to Celestia. It, they, yeah. it wasn't like they left, but they were obviously affected by it in some way. They were scared. I've not seen them scared before, but they were scared. Something very weird about that place. I'm glad we're le- I'm glad we're out. Me too. I still feel a bit tired, though. Yeah. Oh, can I take out my um, little vial of undead beetles and see if anything's happened to them? Uh, they are still writhing around in there. Okay. I'll leave them. Okay. Come back. <laughs> you return to your inventory, one vial of undead beetles. Yeah. I mean, darling, if you're tired, I've still got coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> my sweets got all wet in the shipwreck and I went sticky. And salt watery. Mm. Oh. I ate them anyway. Of course you did. (laughs) My belly's been weird for a long time. I didn't want to say anything. (laughs) It's as good a uh, thing that you've got uh, the constitution that you have, Scamp. (laughs) It is um, already approaching evening by the time you reach these pillars. And you travel for another hour or so beyond them. Before your, uh, before you set up camp and take up your watches, and once again, for the first time in over half a week. <laughs> I was going to say we should we should find a place that is uh, at least defensible against feckin' pixies. Uh, yeah, let's start a big fire. And you do, uh, knowing what's likely to come, you keep the fire going with your. It helps to have the everlasting torch as well. Yeah. And prestidigitation as well to start it up. Although the pixies continue to play pranks on you throughout the night, you and they there is one point where they manage to lob um, 
what at first you think is like a cricket ball, but it's actually a stitched together series of leaves, really carefully stitched together around um, basically bare urine. Aww. That's <laughs> impressive. And uh, coat the side of your of your lean-to that you build. Yeah. I press the digitation it off. Bears do not attack. Um, <laughs> you've you've learned from the first night to just yeah. press digitation this stuff away. Um, but it, but for a few but for you know, for a few seconds it's really unpleasant, and you just yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> vicious mockery. Does the laughter stop? <laughs> you, you hear other voices as if cackling at that one's misfortune. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the um, sniggering continues throughout the night until morning comes. The first of full frost. Ooh. Oh, wow. We've entered new. into a new month. Um, this has been in here a long time. My so, tail's cold. <laughs> Uh, and indeed, it is cold. The s- snow is infrequent, but the but the uh, the area is quite thoroughly um, bedecked in it. That uh, the woods continue to be laden down. However, can I ask for at your choice? Everyone can make either. An investigation, perception, or survival check. Any of these would apply. Um, I'm so good at all these things. Perception. I think the only one I've actually got investigation because it's the same as perception, but Corzin's doing perception, so I'll do investigation. Oh, it's shit. I got a one. Six. Uh, eleven. Scamp, you feel like, yeah, fuck it, they can do it. You have a yeah. lot of confidence in your companions. Yeah. Also, can I roll a um, uh, a wisdom check with the navigator's tools to try and plot where we've come yes, from? Yes, you can. We're going? Please do. So, if I'm remembering this correctly, it's my wisdom modifier, and I'm proficient, so I can add my proficiency mm-hmm. uh, to that. So it'd be a plus five. Okay, that is a twenty-two. Okay, you feel like you have a pretty good idea of where in the world the uh, ruin this, these ruins are. Enough that you could give a broad latitude and longitude where you, when you get hold of an actual map again. Okay, causing the, just um, a lot of it's judging from the stars and so on. But yeah, yeah, you have a pretty good idea of where this is. Okay. Like within, you know, it's not very accurate. Um, but you could definitely pin it to within a hundred miles. All right, Corson might ask Celestia to uh, just take down uh, some uh, longitude and latitude coordinates, and he'll say, "This is my best guess, to be honest, and it's not going to be massively accurate given all the available uh, stuff I have to go on. But it, it, it's it'll be at least useful for uh, giving us the." general location of the place. I mean, it's a fucking start, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, I take yeah. them down in my song notebook, which I imagine is... Like, I imagine I've had to do some Crinkles. separating of pages, yeah. and it's a bit wobbly. But yeah. Survived in my head, and I've used it since. Actually, so. this is a relevant question. Can prestidigitation digi- iron? Uh, I don't know. Let's find it out. It says it can uh, soil or clean something. 
Yeah, I mean, it's we're also com- doing leveled up prestidigitation. But this I think is that's true. Just... Uh, you know what? I'm going to say that yeah, it can probably iron, especially the leveled up version. So yeah. you were able to iron your pages flat again, but in that they're in that kind of weird way that pages that have been like the the pa- uh, the paper gets when it's been wet, dried, and then ironed. Yeah, like they're really flat. Yeah, and it's just about legible, but a bit weird. I yeah, imagine. yeah. Um, with an eleven. You don't really notice much until um, you almost bump into one of these. You notice at one point that uh, you hear a sort of clattering in the wind and you look up and you can see there is what might best be described as a fetish, a series of animal bones strung together uh, on a on a string made of, you would guess, sinew. The bones have been carved and marked in a curiously flowing script, just a few characters at a time. Uh. Uh, Celestia, you recognise this as a dialect of Elven. Mm -hmm. Um, What does it say? It says... Get the exact name here. Uh, it says Rhiannon's Grove. Outsiders, and here's a thing, it's technically, the, the exact wording is welcome, but it's in the way that um, Elvin sometimes has fun contextual things. And it's welcome in the way that someone bringing a, uh, bringing a roast to your house for dinner is welcome. Ah. Yeah. So it's welcome, but with the implication of objects or consumables. Like like in the way that a fish would be welcome in a shark's mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm going to say to the others, um, I think we found the wood elves. Oh, dear. It says, Rayanne's Grove outside is welcome, but... That's nice. Elvi- Elvish is weird. It, it's not like nice welcome. It's like um, like if when a bear ate a rabbit, it said welcome just before it did it. That's less nice. Like mm. flies are welcome in a spider's web. Yes, exactly like that. We should avoid. Well, the good news is we don't need to travel that way. Fighty kind of points through the trees. I feel like we're close and we're actually going sl- if we're lucky and that's a border marker <coughs> wrong wax in there uh, if we're lucky and that's a border marker don't know what happened to my voice there um, I'm a bit Welsh <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, if we're lucky and that's a border marker we shouldn't need to go through it because we need to go that way and in fact there do you see that and uh, fighty points at what looks kind of like a bird's nest clumped up in one of the pine trees. Uh, anyone who wants to can make a nature check. Okay. Nah. Okay, nature. That's natural 21. <laughs> Sorry, natural one from, uh, from, yeah. from Celestia. Causing, what did you get? 21. Okay. It's like you, you... Ah, yes. This must be one of those fabled bird nests you've heard about on the surface. 
You wonder, like, you know, you, you've seen birds flitting around in town, but you've not actually seen a nest in a tree yet. Yeah. Cousin, you know this isn't a bird nest. Uh, this yeah. is a, this is mistletoe, um, you know, which is a parasitic plant that grows on the branches of other trees. And in particular, this, this uh, clump of mistletoe has another plant woven through it, a small sort of vine with tiny blue flowers, which are flowering even now. Do I have any idea what that is? Um, yes. So this is a small type of flower known as Widow's Tears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good for uh, resolving stomach bugs. Uh, however, used in excess, uh, it's also a good way to poison someone. And was classically used uh, in certain sectors of uh, halfling society to get out of um well unhappy betrothals a lot of the time ah. um those those days are fortunately uh, long past and these days halflings are more likely to use widow's tears to poison say a business competitor um ah. or you know a long-standing <laughs> rival right thanks um. to thanks to the arrival of the regency and the concept of divorce Mm. I'm gonna look All at right. where Fighty's pointing and go. What isn't that a bird's nest? We're here to see a bird's nest. Not quite. Um Coulson is gonna gather a few of the uh uh widow's tears and is going to relay most of that information. Okay. You got a clump of widow's tears. Um brackets flower, you might want to write on your character <laughs> yes. seat. Yeah. Um, Not just like a vial yeah. of it. In a year's time you'll look back and go, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Fighty says more than that though, um there's mistletoe there's mistletoe mistle in widow's tears. And that that's a good sign for us. Cause this is a marking. Which means we're oh. close. Close enough that I can actually now tell you stuff without it. That bloody gish activating. Um, right. Not not too much, but I can tell you where we're going next. So the thing is, um, one of those holes, or let's call it a gate, well, those sometimes appear sporadically and temporarily, usually only for the duration of a night. Now those, there have been one or two that have appeared, but while we've been traveling, but far enough away that we'd not be able to get there during the course of a single night. So I haven't taken you to those ones. And those are like Vera's ones with the fingers. Pretty similar, yes. <clears throat> well, this is kind of like that too. But this is one of the ones that's more permanent. There is a very few of those. And by and large, those ones tend to be owned or guarded. By what? Well, in this place... <laughs> fucking wood elves. Fairies. Oh. Oh. So, <clears throat> yeah. We're going... If we need to use... To, in order to use this, this gate, we're going to need to ask... We're going to need the permission of the local fairy lord uh, in these parts. Because I really would not recommend trying to break in through to it. Right. That would go poorly. Um, so the good news is, this one's 
uh, that I recognize these signs uh, and Widow's Tears in um, uh, uh, in Mistletoe is the mark of uh, Anwen. Uh, that means that uh, this area is claimed by Anwen's court. Uh, now, Anwen, as fairy lords go, is relatively safe. Right. When you say relatively, yes. uh, that means they're not going to attack us on sight. Exactly. Um, mm. So, let's be... Like, okay, so I'm going to put this pretty straightforward. Uh, Anwen and his court would like nothing more than to kill and eat you. But they won't because they abide by certain laws of hospitality. And killing and eating your guests is bad hospitality. It's not very hospitable, yeah. But they're not quite the rules that you're used to. Um, okay. So is it a case if we do something for them, they do something uh, for us? Mm. Outside of not... How much do we know about fairies? Yeah, Genuinely give me, genuinely, give say, me so. an arcana check. Yeah. All of us. Anyone who wants to. Uh, five. Fuck all. Um, that as much as I do, I imagine. Even scout for fairy tales. Oh, yeah, five. Uh, Sixteen. Okay. Neither of the pair of you, Cousin or Celestia, really know anything about fairies. You thought pixies were fairies? Like, you're not really sure about the distinction? Um, um, Scamp. Some of the other street kids would tell stories. Uh, and you've heard a lot of stories over the years. And you've heard a thing or two about fair, proper, proper fairy stories and about tales of the fairies that lurk in the deep woods. You know that they take many forms but you also know that they're that they're bound by rules by really weird rules what follows for one fairy doesn't necessarily follow for the rest but they'll always stick to those rules they also tend to be very magical uh they have a lot of power but again uh, and and they tend to be well not as outright evil as olga hmm. necessarily but they don't, they don't, you know that all the stories say that they don't care about the same things that people care about. And this can mean that they can act in very weird ways. Do I know if they have any sort of immunity to charm effects? Uh, you would say that, yeah, they probably have, you would know that it's, Notoriously, fairies like to 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 use charms themselves, unless their specific codes prohibit them, uh, and they tend to be quite resistant to attempts to charm them themselves. Okay. So yeah, you'd you'd know that they're probably resistant. They probably you know in game terms have advantage on saving throws against being charmed. Okay. Um, you also know that they have the power to turn you into things. Or, okay. or, or change your form a lot of the time as well. Although it's, again, there's a lot of different fairies and they seem to work in a lot of weird ways. Carolay, everything I can know. Mm. Um, Fight, right. Fighty chips in a bit to this as well. So the thing is, um, I mean, I don't know. Have, have you ever met something which sticks rigidly to a series of rules? Yes, yes. So, fairies, all of the, the these fairy-type creatures, 
The older they are, the more bound they are by rules. But the way it works is like chess. Did have, have you all, like, um, who amongst you has played chess? I've played chess. Right. Uh, Would Coulson have? Can, can I yeah, just... probably, yeah. I've yeah. so played chess. I you, mean, couple, like, you've probably wagered on chess, yeah. uh, Coulson. DM, do you agree? I've you yeah. totally played chess. So, yeah. I've so played chess, I can just tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know that um, in chess, let's say, for instance, you can't move a pawn more than one space unless it's the opening move when you can move it two. And that's yeah. the rules. Mm-hmm. Now, physically... There is nothing to stop you taking that pawn, moving it to the other side of the table, and knocking over a king. Yeah, or just flipping the table. Yeah, or whatever. just flipping the table over and beating someone with the chessboard. I've done it lost. myself. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you've lost, or you're just not playing the game. <laughs> so, let's. So, here's the thing. Let's imagine you're a chess grandmaster. You've been playing your whole life, and you're really skilled in that sort of thing, right? And you've beaten thousands and thousands of opponents. Now, at any time, you could just cheat. You, you know, not even like flipping the board over, but maybe you move the pawn twice uh, on a time you can only move it once or something. Mm. Now, you could do that and it could win you a game. But you've been playing by the rules that long. Well, that's always going to bug you. You know, yeah. was I was I just not good enough to win this time? You know, what's what's the point? And if you don't play by the rules, there's no point to chess. It's less fun. Exactly. Not that chess is really that fun, but it, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get yeah the point. Um, although it's, you should try playing uh, speed chess down in a halfling dive pub. Um, I mean, that sounds like much better chess than what I've played. Hmm. Um, but that 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 aside, the thing is. When you get these really old, really powerful fairies, there is nothing in the world that will stop that can stop them just ripping your head off and drinking mead from your skull, except the rules that they've bound themselves by. So what are those rules? In the case of Anwen, hospitality. Hospitality is his big thing, but it's not uh, and it's annoying because it doesn't follow a lot of the usual rules. You've probably heard, um, just as a scam, the old thing of you go to the fairy, you visit with fairies, you don't eat anything they give you, you don't drink anything they give you, right? Yeah. Opposite. Anwen's specific rules of hospitality are, and please do, do remember these, you can't, if they give you something to eat and drink, if it's offered to you, you have to eat and drink of it, even if it's just a taste. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, like, finish everything. No, but you have to have, have some, some okay. of whatever he offers you. If they offer you a place to sleep, you have to sleep there, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Right. If they offer you gifts, you have to take them, and if they're items of clothing, you have to wear them for at least a day. Okay. Now, the thing is, if you break those rules, they get to do stuff to you. You get usually there's a big rule of three that works a lot with fairies. So you can break the rules twice, and they'll only do little things to you. Maybe they'll change something about you, or they'll make you itch all over, or do something weird and unpleasant. If you break the rules three times, then they get to kill and eat you. What do you mean change something about you? That was ominous. Uh, like give you a pig's tail, or turn your head into a donkey. Fucking hell. 
Yeah. I think you'd look good with a donkey head. Shut up. Not a donkey <laughs> head, a whole donkey. A whole donkey on your head. That's, That's what I've heard Even once. better. <laughs> this is some freaky bullshit fighting. Yeah, as, welcome. As yeah, welcome to the stuff you learn as a kid as a gnome. Let's talk childhood sometime. <laughs> I'd love to, but there is literally a curse that prevents me from doing so. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> so that's the rule: eat or drink anything, a bit of anything they give you. Accept anywhere they tell you to sleep. Uh, they offer you to sleep. Accept any gift you're given. Wear any clothes for a day. Now, what about poison? Don't need to drink um, actual poison or actual poison because the rules of hospitality prevent them from uh, killing you that way. And the rule is they're not allowed to break hospitality first. Okay. Oh, that does strike me as something more that Olga yeah. would do. But, I mean, non-fatal poisons. What about uh, that? You're talking like alcohol or... I guess they like... could give you like... No, just things that would mess you up I suppose if they if it can't do the, they can't give you anything that'll do you lasting harm. But like something that make you hallucinate or some bullshit. They could, do, yeah, they could slip you. They could slip you the, uh, some mushrooms. They could uh, give you something to make you shit yourself. Like all that's technically within the rules. I mean, I suppose it'd be a bit shit, but we could deal with it. I mean, what yeah. do they usually want? Are you able to tell uh, us that? I mean, I don't know about Alan one specifically. Um, as a general rule, and it really varies because fairies run the gamut. Some of them have like shit. Some of them take themselves really seriously. Some of them are just constantly joking and laughing. All of the the thing about almost all fairies is they're immortal, so they they're looking for a good time. Right. They're looking to be entertained right. or amused in some way. So when you say at the end of all this hospitality rubbish, they will give us a favour in exchange for three favours. Those will be really weird stuff. They're almost always weird shit, yeah. But right. they'll be sh they'll generally be shit that you that you're able to do at least conceivably, because the same rules sort of apply. They. I mean, sure, in theory, they could tell you to, you know, bring them a cup full of the sky or something. Uh, and that would be no fun. And that would be the fairy equivalent of fuck you. Um, but that's the thing. They kind of want to see... Some of them want to see you succeed. Some of them want to see you struggle. But there's no struggle if you just give up at the start. Hmm. So generally, yeah, generally there'll be something that's unpleasant or weird or funny but you're the butt of the joke something like that but it's usually something doable right okay <sighs> well at least we're all rested yeah and you know not to put too fine a point on it but I'm quite ready for something to be not openly hostile to us Mm, I think you might have a long wait. I think I prefer, I think I prefer open hostility to you know pretending to be nice. While I don't like mind games. Uh, true. Oh, well, that cheerful note. Then let's uh, head on in. And uh, as you make your way deeper in, you find yourselves 
you find that as you go on thing things are still you know it's still deep cut snow but every now and again you hear just um like almost like the ringing of a bell or something it's like a ding 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 dings in the trees and you'll look up and you'll see what you swear you saw like little glimmers of light amongst the pine needles before they wink out and once or twice there's <laughs> and it's kind of reminiscent of the pixie laughs but there's less malice in them more like as if there's children just out of sight that are giggling at your approach this is so much worse <laughs> Tell so, me you're hearing that. so much worse <laughs> I'm hearing that it's okay we're not being mad well <laughs> I think I might be going mad anyway I, this is enough to drive anyone crazy yeah, fair. Uh. maybe um, we're all long over the hill and we haven't realised we're actually all just sat in a bar somewhere <laughs> <laughs> rolling on the floor yeah <laughs> dreams don't last this long oh I, know, I, I won't call this a dream that. in any case look up ahead and uh, fighty points and you can see the trees have started to grow they're actually growing a little bit more regularly and you notice that almost a path or an avenue has appeared between them it's not it doesn't look as if this place has been sculpted with gardening just more like the trees have been persuaded to grow there and not in the center and you can see in the very distance there is a silvery flame burning on a sconce as you trudge through the snow, uh, fighting through the foot-deep uh, sort of uh, white powder, you see up ahead through the trees, almost the, the first, possibly the first wooden structure you've seen since the regret crashed. It seems almost to be an enormous... Um, vaguely mead mirish inspired mead hall just a um probably about 60 feet high at its highest point one of those one is essentially like a long um long house appropriately enough built of huge wooden timbers bending in like a ship's ribs at the top to form a great arched roof you can see through the windows which are currently shuttered there are there is the glimmer of firelight within there is a hole in the ceiling from which uh, uh, smoke emerges and you can just very faintly hear the sound of fiddles and horns and music from within there's a pair of huge wooden doors uh, at the front with a single knocker made from some sort of golden wood a knock seems like the polite thing to do yeah on the third knock the door <coughs> creaks open and you look in and there is a, a there's, the music seems to die down it's all quiet out and you can see there is a huge meat hall in the centre with a vast long fire pit filled with burning logs 
uh, crackling away. The heat uh, uh, sort of rushes out at you. And um, you can see that there are banquet tables, not currently filled. There is, There seems to be drinks served, but not food yet, uh, stretched out around the burning pit. And um, the... Uh, and a distant high table and scattered and sat at the at the benches there are creatures mostly humanoid some gnomish va vaguely sort of gnomish looking but clearly not gnomes uh the same size as half uh, as uh, as causing or fighty some smaller almost like pixies there are a couple of things which look almost like huge tree creatures, like living trees, one of which is playing a tiny banjo, um, or has stopped playing it. That's so cool. But most of them are <laughs> vaguely humanoid figures with strange purple or pink or green tinted skin, uh, wearing brightly colored caps and clothing uh, uh, stitched together from uh, fabric found in the woods. Uh, some, one or two are just garbed entirely, one, one or two are garbed in, in furs, one figure at the back seems to be an enormous beetle, just a six foot high oh. beetle uh, with its, uh, with its four legs clutched around a huge wooden tankard filled with beer. <laughs> and at the far end you can see there is a tall humanoid figure, not unlike an elf like a high elf same pointed sort of ears but looking at them you can actually see they're they're fringed in a way that resemble the leaves of a tree something spiky like a holly perhaps and he's wearing a long robe of uh, some sort of silken material and at the collar, there is a sprig of mistletoe and a, uh, and a spring of these widow's tears, sort of flowers. And he is sat on a high oaken chair behind the feast, far feasting table. Aww. Who is it? that knocks thrice upon the mead hall of Anwin the Fair. I'm gonna, gonna go into a low bow. It's nice to be a stardust, nice to meet you. Some of the uh, smaller fairies turn to each other. Scores <laughs> and raises his tricorn. <laughs> One of the you see the 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 beetle chitter to one of the uh, tree creatures. Mm, very polite, yes. And why have you come to my hall? Well, we hear. Fighty, do you want to take this one? <laughs> Fighty steps forward and bows low. We have come to your meat hall, Anwin the Fair, to humbly ask for a night of your hospitality as guests on these cold winter days. 
and you see Anwen brings together long, slightly too long for humanoid digits, fingers, and steeples them in front of him as he leans forward onto the table. Really? Well then, and he smiles and his teeth are all pointed. You are welcome to my halls. Please come sit. And he looks down and three of the little gnome-like figures wearing the pointed caps sort of and a small kind of fur-garbed fat, fat little creature which you instinctively want to call a fatling um, sort of steps uh, 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 <laughs> skips off its stool, its stool and they vacate spaces uh, actually quite close to the head of the table um, and the, the, the uh, uh, and yeah the whole crowd this f assembled throng of fairies uh look to you to see what you will do i say thank you that's very kind and sit down okay as you I sit down <laughs> i well. cautiously sit down yeah, yeah i'm gonna sit as close to celestia as, as I you uh all make your way and sit down the doors Ooh, close I hate again, this. and the uh figure with the <laughs> Oh, it's so tempting to use Thormatism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get fucked up, But I don't. Do. I don't. <laughs> it will be so funny, but I don't. Uh, the, uh, tree, the tree figures sort of look to each other. Mm. We're okay, then. And begin playing a jaunty tune. Um, as the uh, as the as the yeah. band begins to assemble of these various fey creatures uh, playing along this uh, this this merry uh, melody, uh, Anwen uh, claps uh, to the uh, uh, twice with his finger, with his long fingered hands. Come, bring out the first course. Our guest must be hungry after. Such a long journey. And more of these fatlings, these little... They are just like tiny little... They're little creatures. They're shorter than Corzin. They seem to be like these roly-poly uh, little figures with almost like round little bodies and stubby little legs and stubby little arms. They are immensely cheerful for some reason. Uh, they're, and they seem to come exclusively in like like snow white sn like properly like snow white or light pink or light green skin wearing matching clothes uh they start uh, jiggling uh, out of the, uh, uh, and carrying uh, just a line of them carrying plates uh moving with uh, and you see tankards are placed in front of you um and uh some sort of uh deep brown uh, liquid is poured into each one um, and in front of each of you is placed a plate of pine needles coated in pine tar. Mm. Oh, that's all right. I'll leave I, one Yep. <laughs> have a couple of pine needles and a take a sip needles. of whatever the fuck is in this cup. <laughs> so pine tar is yeah. really foul tasting. Yeah, Gosling will take one yep. tiny pine needle and just sort of nibble on You see, it finally takes three. Definitely yeah, worse. It's, yeah, you've, you've had worse, but not by that much. And you take a good sip of... Yeah, that's brown vinegar. <laughs> okay. Now, Robbie's um, drunk vinegar, so that's fine. <laughs> you, sort of, <clears throat> you see Fighty 
slightly fight to struggle to swallow it. <laughs> so, where have you come from? Well, um, it's been quite an exciting Far week, actually. Um, we, we, we were on a ship, but it crashed, unfortunately. <gasps> Such disasters. How delicious. Tell me more. Well, we were in a battle with two other ships, and uh, it went really well for a while, actually. And um, there, was a there was a princess. A princess and All a ship. All good stories have princesses. <gasps> Next, you'll be telling me there were twins. Sadly, no twins, unfortunately. Uh, no, but there was a jealous relative. There was jealous a jealous relative. Wanted to steal her uh. We wanted her back, but we wanted to take her for ourselves. Well, he wanted her dead. True, he did want her dead. And in fact, he wanted her so dead that he actually shot through his own up. ship that he was friends with to get to us. It was all very exciting. Mm, well, the heart wants what it wants, and sometimes what it wants is murder. That's all right. Mm, please do eat, drink up. Do you do you enjoy the band? Yes, they're very good. Mm. I'm something of a musician myself. I appreciate. Really? Uh, Would you care to give us a, a give us a tune? Yeah, all right. All right. Silence. <laughs> the music stops. <laughs> oh, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Celeste, I know, I know that I'm losing it, but Celestia's absolute yeah. <laughs> poker face, just for the record. Everyone, to all of the various little creatures. Turn and, uh, and look to you. What do I sing? Um, what songs have I done? <laughs> I'm trying to think what songs I actually. Something full of murder. <laughs> uh, Something like cheery. Uh, I sing Whiskey Johnny. Ah, gruesome. Give him a good okay. resounding chorus of Whiskey Johnny. Uh, Hopefully get tankards sucks. banging on the table. Fighty joins in. Uh, give me a performance check. Oh, God. <laughs> this better be fucking good. This is what yeah. we know. Can we join? Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like, I Does that give me advantage? Yes, you can have advantage. Oh, that's good. Biscuit, honey. Okay, that's a, a 23. Okay, after a, nice. after a little awkward first couple of verses, you see one of the fatlings. <laughs> I drink whiskey where I can. Whiskey! Johnny! Drink it out of an old tin can! This is one of those rare moments, listeners, where I really wish we were visual because that was incredible. <laughs> and I wish that's someone would be like a nightmare view. God. Yeah, no, I'm, that is my nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, one of the trees goes in. I drew where I can. Oh, he's going to be like three verses. Yeah, oh. he's like awkwardly oh. behind <laughs> the little elf, elfin, I should say, rather than elven. So creatures start to join in. The 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 the, the uh, uh, uh you know the uh, the um uh, the beetle is like incredible. I mean, this is horrifying, but I'm loving it. Yeah, and you you managed to stir up a a a great tune enough that they're distracted from the fact you're not eating any of the food beyond the little bits that you've had. You have tasted some. We did have some. You have tasted some. But everyone's yeah, they're. I'm quite happily drinking the vinegar. <laughs> You're going to be so Not thirsty later. Uh, okay. Remember that. So, okay. The um, the the song finishes. The band picks up again, and uh, the little fatlings <laughs> come around to start clearing out the plates. Uh, and the uh, Amy goes. So it seems you've had a very merry sort of adventure. 
But I must say, although I certainly have seen plenty of your cousins, let's call them, he says, looking to Celestia, mm-hmm. it's been some time since I saw a drow on the surface. What, what brings you up into the sun? Did Fighty say anything about lying? Uh, Fighty did not. Apparently, this is not one of Anwin. Uh, lying is not one of Anwin's rules. Seeking adventure, it can get a bit dark and dull down there. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. I have an old cousin who still gets up to some tricks down there, but you're who right. Who would that be, if you don't mind me asking? Hmm, well, just between you and me, there's a particularly nasty white scorpion that, you, that lives down in those parts, and... Little dearest old Katiklakak likes to uh, hold his own little host down there of Ooh. revelers. <laughs> if I ever run into him, I shall give you. I shall give him your regards. Please do. I think that would be wildly entertaining. <laughs> but yes, I don't know if you're familiar with the ways of your surface-dwelling. Mm, arboreal cousins. Potentially not, actually. I'm not that well travelled. Ah, well then, you will enjoy the main piece of our feast tonight, as there is something of a um, cultural exchange in place. We will get to taste a little bit of wood elf cuisine. And he gestures with his fingers, rising out of the flames. You can see it, which has been hidden by the flames, but turning on a spit is the body of a roasted female wood elf. Uh, And the fatlings come up with long carving knives and begin carving out pieces of the flesh, taking the bones, neatly stacking them to one side, uh, you watch as they take away your goblets uh, and re- and refill them with fresh blood. Yeah, just fresh blood. Just, just, just full on blood, right? Cool. Yep. Well, at least it's fresh. Um, yeah, it's it's not <laughs> congealing. Uh, so. Yeah, you get skin over the top. Yeah. Of it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh like no! Custard. No! Oh, fucking fu- Jesus, Sam! <laughs> Why would you do that? I, wish I... <laughs> I just ruined rice pudding for you. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I wish I couldn't confirm from personal experience. That's totally what happens when you get pulled. It sounds blood, so but... scary yeah. out of context. <laughs> oh, it was. Jason a... has not killed people. I have not killed people. He had a friend who who um, was injured and he had to deal yeah. with it once. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, yeah. She's that's... fine now. She's, she's fine now. Records. Everything's yeah. fine. But let me tell you, mopping blood is not a pleasant experience. No. Anyway, moving back to the blood you guys have in your, <laughs> it, it's the actually yeah yeah it's it's warm blood. It's like mulled wine. There's you can smell no you can smell stop spices. things I like. Stop ruining things I like. <laughs> okay. And yeah, you are a small portion of um, of wood elf flesh is placed on the feet on the uh, uh, still kind of like you think it's leg. There's like bristly leg hair. Uh, crispy oh. on the outside. Right. Skin um, has been included. It's placed before each of you. As ever, perfect poker face. Just get, picks up the goblet of blood. Yeah. Goes cheers. And has a sip. <laughs> cheers. He. Anwin takes his and sort of 
downs the lot and uh, when he turns and starts smiling as he speaks again his teeth are just crimson now yeah i have a bit of bit of leg while i'm at it (laughs) okay coulson is going to attempt to like you know when you you put a uh, a drinking vessel up to your face tip it and then don't actually take any into your mouth okay Um, roll me a deception check Okay. Um, deception. Where is that? Oh, yeah, there we go. Eight. <laughs> How about you, Scamp? I'm sort of watching to see what the consequences of Corson's actions are. Okay, you see. Because even my passive perception's yeah, higher than that. You see, and when. After having done that, he'll. Look- um, uh, he'll go and like try and cut off uh, the tiniest, merest, minusculest portion of the um, uh, the flesh in front of him and uh, put it in his mouth. I assume I see him yeah. fake drinking. Yeah, everyone does. I kick him under the table and give him a look. I'm gonna drink some of the blood and the flesh, and then do the same, the tiniest amount okay. possible. You both cut a tiny shred of just like a little bit of hair and, and meat and. What oh, is, the vegetarian uh, in me is just not I'm feeling so sorry. well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is like, the what, what is Fighty doing? Fighty um, does the, pretty much does the same. Just takes a small amount of the skin and hair, rolls it up into like a tiny little fleshy spring roll. Good uh, lord! <laughs> Stop saying things. I love you. on it for a bit. <laughs> You're ruining all You're food. You're ruining everything we <laughs> could ever eat. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah. And when after the the like in between uh, the moment when you pretend to eat it and when you actually take a bit of actual flesh into your mouth, do you swallow? <coughs> Causin. You never ask a lady that. <laughs> Causin, particularly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so um. sorry. <laughs> it's really late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, uh, Corson is going to, like, almost like dry swallowing a pill. He's just going to try and uh, knock the tiny morsel back. Okay, I'm getting rid of it as soon as possible. Um, he'll he'll have a, um, assuming that that does go down, Mm -hmm. he will then uh, follow it with with some blood. Okay. Before you swallow, you just feel a tingling at the base of your spine, but when you swallow, it goes away. And just reaching back and touching the your sort of coccyx-type area with one hand, you can feel... You definitely feel a tail receding back into your body. Oh, God. <sighs> can I grow two tails? Is it worth me trying just to find out? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Be horrifying. Be great. What type of tail was it? Was it like a pig-like tail? Felt like a pigtail. Right. Okay, uh, Corson is going to be like thousand yards staring mm. into the centre of the table. Anwin sort of licks, just licks his teeth clean. Uh, and while, while quite heartily eating his chunk of, um, yeah, like he, he gets he gets the best part, so he gets some fate, he gets a bit of face. Um He's just chewing, snipping bits of that off with his uh, with, with his uh, needle teeth uh, as he is talking. Mm. 
I always do enjoy these cultural sorts of dishes. You know, we eat so richly here every night. I can imagine. It's mm. a nice place you've got here. It's nice to have an inexhaustible supply. <laughs> <laughs> Still, though. Mm. I don't know about you, but I think I'm in the mood for dessert. Come, uh, clear that away, fatkins. And the fatkins do <laughs> move. They, the, the, the everyone has now, or at least all of the fairies have now eat completely eaten all of the flesh from the wood elf. The bones have been neatly stacked up into a pile, however, and are bound up in some cloth and taken away by the fatlings. Mm. The uh, no bone was served during the meal. The. Mm. Uh, Fatlings do re-emerge with a, of all things, a four-tiered cake. Um, may, it's just this beautiful, huge cake with white icing, blue and pink, alternating rings of icing around the, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, when you, what's that, what's that dressing you do where you do, like, little squidges on the outside where you line Oh, I know exactly what you mean, and I can't think what it's called. Mm. Is it like royal icing? No, it's yeah, thing, isn't it? that's, no, that's a type of icing. Yeah, of icing. Uh, uh, like piping? Piping, yes. Yeah, There's piping beautiful the blue and red piping around the outside, uh, leading up to the top. And the fatlings uh, proceed to take a... Uh, uh, well, actually, they roll it up to Anwin, who takes a, a, a silvery knife and cuts out the first... Uh, five slices, taking the first for himself, but then serving each of you in turn. In the inside of the cake is not cake, uh, or rather, it is a cake. It is a cake of um, baked grubs and worms, thickly coated with honey to kind of keep them wedged together. Oh wow! And then cooked. Fine. <laughs> uh, and uh, and you are poured clear liquid into each of your goblets. I have a bit of cake. It's meaty but sweet. Hmm. Mm. It's actually probably one of the better things you've had this meal. Again, I raise my glass I to Anwin and have a sip. Yeah. Okay. I sniff the the uh, the clear liquid in my glass. Smells acrid as you knock as you t- take a sip. Okay, yeah, that is uh, that is chili water. Chili water. That is like okay. someone took the essence of chilies and mixed it in with just enough water to be drinkable. Yeah. We're gonna do a well, at least I'll get rid of the yeah. taste of the blood. Ten? Do yeah, I cough? I drink too you. much. <coughs> 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 hmm. I swear loudly in infernal, but I drink yeah. it. <laughs> um. So, you have eaten my food, you have drunk my mm, drinks, we shall say. Do you have anything you would like to say? Perhaps something you'd like to ask? Well, we were wondering if um, there might be any circumstances in which you could please let us use your gate. We've heard you have quite a nice one. Why, yes, I do, and no doubt your gnomish friend made you aware of that. Tell me, 
Do you have any special skills? He says, looking fighty up and down. I'm a tailor. Really? And his grin spreads too wide for his mouth. No. Well, hmm, I know what I shall ask of you. I don't suppose any of the three of you are tailors? Afraid not. Well, no. I can sing, but sewing's not, not very good. Hmm, well, perhaps I will. That's all right. I know what I could ask of you. But we shall get to the tasks, the three tasks, favours, let's say, that I would ask of you before I grant you this favour in the morning. You must be tired. And I'm sure we have beds prepared. He looks over at the fatlings. That, I think that's a yes. Hmm. I could turn in. How are you two feeling? I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's been a long, it's been a long journey. It's very kind. Art it has. Please, the fatlings will lead you to your rooms. Don't worry, we'll clean your clothes and press them for you in the morning. When by the time morning comes. And each That's of very you kind. are stood up and led over by these four differently coloured fatlings. The one one is purple. That one leads you, Celestia. Oh God, uh, so weird. <laughs> one is green, uh, leading you, Corzin. One is pink, leading you, Scamp. And one is red, leading Fighty. And you're all led off to the sides of this hall, and you can see that there are kind of sleeping chambers beyond. But they're all, but they're, uh, but you're led past. You can see actually after this feast, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, little fairies are now just picking up all, uh, bringing up uh, long furs and bedding and snuggling up near the huge half. But you get your own rooms, and each of you is led to a separate mm. room. Celestia. Uh, you are led to a room, and opening it, the fatling leads shows you a, a dark room with a with a single candle burning, and uh, uh, hung from the roof, which is a pile of hay. Several pigs are wallowing around in the mud. Lovely. Sleep well. Thank you. You awkwardly step in. It closes the door behind you with a slam. I sleep, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've slept worse places. Scamp, you are shown to an uh, to to a uh, room where, when the fatling opens the room, there is a stone room within, most of which is taken up by a bed of uh, of gently smouldering coals. Fine. <laughs> yeah, they would do one damage per minute, half to zero for you. So it's <laughs> just very uncomfortable. And Corzin, you are shown to a tiny drawer, which the uh, which the uh, uh, fatling pulls out, full of silk pillows. It's just big enough to fit you. <laughs> okay, he, he looks sort of suspiciously at it. Uh, it goes up to it and sort of gently um, presses down on the uh, the pillows and the. It's thing. really comfortable until the fatling puts, pushes the drawer in. <laughs> oh, so I've, like, I'm have like i in a tiny little... Like coffins, yeah. <laughs> it's really comfortable. Apart from the claustrophobia, if you have it. 
I don't think Crawson does. Yeah, probably wouldn't. We've actually had this conversation. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's just still kind of cramped. And super patronising. So mm. patronising. That's <laughs> 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 so awful. <laughs> Crawson is going to take his tricorn off and put it on the top of the... Um, the, uh, the the bit where the drawer slides in. So it's like, if the drawer's in, it just looks like a um, a, a dresser drawer with a tricorn on it. Okay. You descend into your deeply uncomfortable slumbers. Am I actually able to open it from the inside? Just, just a, I would, I would definitely test that. Give me a straight, uh, give me an athletics check. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a 14. You open it just a tiny crack. You'd have to get some light in. Yeah, okay, that, that, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to uh, feel like I was trapped, trapped in there. But, yeah. Okay. You descend into slumber. Celestia, you find yourself chased around hallways, dreaming of chains and 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 whips chains strung together like the webs of like the web of some vast spider pretty standard fare unfortunately other elements as well recurring from throughout your life cause it <clears throat> you find yourself dreaming again of being of trudging through a waterlogged ruin of a city searching for someone at once hoping that you will find him and that you through the course of this dream you never will scamp you dream of standing before a mirror, seeing yourself lit in silvery light and the mirror shattering into seven pieces. You pick up one, then another. And the dream fades. When morning comes, each of you find that your the place you have slept has transformed into a wide open room with with uh, with uh, very with bay windows letting light in. You are sleeping in beautiful feather stuffed four poster beds, carved from rich wood, with ample space, especially ample for causing. <laughs> um, you've also been stripped down to your underwears crazy so for each of you you've all got a piece of appropriate underwear and this being the period they're all pretty long john type things they're fairly covering you you know none of you have woken up in the nuddy as it were i mean you don't know about fighty but apart from fighty you've all woken up with something fairly long uh and there is a note uh, uh, next to each of your beds, saying, "Clothes taken to be cleaned. Please fire. Uh, please accept these lovely gifts." 
and three sets of clothes have been laid out in front of you. Mm. Well, sorry, one set for each of you. If Scout. Fighty's there, I'm going to say Fighty. Yeah, Fighty's off in his own room. Yeah, oh, right, separate yeah. rooms. Separate rooms. Scout. Oh, okay, right. You find yourself presented with a ridiculously heavy suit of full plate armour. <laughs> sculptured to look like a goat demon in steel. Fucking hell. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't move at all. I love it. <laughs> Suffice to say, you have disadvantage on a lot of checks. While wearing this. Everything. Yeah. Celestia. I'm wearing this forever. <laughs> you find a severe nun's habit <laughs> in deep red, uh, made entirely of itchy horsehair. Causing, you find, perfectly sized for you, a midnight blue leather gimp suit with matching hood and cloak. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's adoring. Excellent, right? <laughs> and um, Does it have like a um, a headpiece? Yes, it does. It, it does. It totally Fucking has one hell. of those hoods which obscures the upper half of your face. But it leaves your it leaves your the lower your jaw and mouth exposed. Oh god! It's kind of like an executioner's hood. Oh god! <laughs> 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 and uh, who puts their clothes on? Yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, it's already on. Yep. Yeah, Immediately. Causing without hesitation. Causing is going to um to look around. He's. There is a full-length mirror in each room, by the way. <laughs> if there is a door to this room, he is going to um, br uh, briefly open it and just poke his head around uh, yep. the it's, outside. Um, it seems to be the corridor where the where this chest of drawers were. Except instead of the chest of drawers, there's just this. There's just a door leading into your lovely room. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take a second look up into the sky and go, "Is anyone scrying on me? I'm sure we're having a good old fucking laugh." <laughs> You have no idea. <laughs> Obviously <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Every now and again, you've been a nun before. Chew. <laughs> if anyone scribed during that time, I'd be fucking confusing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? How much of the rest of this gimp suit is there, other than the uh, the the headpiece? Okay, so you have the uh, executioner's hood style headpiece, which connects on to the long, flowing blue leather cape. There is uh, one of those. So there are some some leather braces um, uh -huh. of the type which don't really aren't like full armor braces. They're just like the basic uh, skeleton types. There is yeah. one of those chess pieces with the steel ring in the center, and then the blue mid oh, midnight gosh. blue leather uh, stretch uh, belts connecting to it. I am fucking buzzing <laughs> for any fan art. Stress stretching <laughs> out. <laughs> Um, they also connect to a uh, midnight blue cod piece. Uh, it's actually part of a full sort of underwear type set. Um, there is a zip on the front of it. Uh, actually, it wouldn't be a zip, it would be buttons, because zips haven't been invented yet. Oh, yeah. Um, and there is a pair of, uh, of midnight blue jack boots to go with it. Corson is just going to... Um stare at it uh, for, uh, for a few uh, moments and well if he's uh, still in his underwear he's going to just um, 
carefully take the um, uh, uh, the gimp suit and just fold it over his arm <laughs> and walk around like, nope, I'm not actually wearing this. I'll have it with me. But, um, you know, I, it, th- even just in his underwear, he has so much more dignity <laughs> than if he were wearing this gimp suit. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, you know, I can walk around uh, like this all day if I have to. <laughs> okay. <coughs> you're gonna pay for that. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get a tail. That's one of the rules. You wear what they give you. <laughs> so. All right. No, what he's gonna do actually is he'll take one of the um uh the cuff pieces and he'll put that around his wrist. Okay. You have a cuff piece on one wrist. That's enough to satisfy the rules. So walking out <laughs> with your. The three of you, four of you step out. You see Fighty is dressed in an incredibly dull, just plain grey tunic and trousers. No accoutrements, nothing else. Is that the autumn fashion then? Well, we've all got sacrifices to put up with. He looks around at the three of you. I'm a mighty demon! Clank! Clank! I look at Scamp, darling. You look fucking amazing. I'm not going to lie. You look so good. Cousin, what did you get given? <laughs> Something that's... Uh... What is that? I, lo- I look at the thing over his arm. <laughs> I'm going to try and get it off him and look at it. Okay. Uh, he, make he make an opposed upload. Oh, okay, never mind, you just it's grab a, it. It's a... Fear the mighty demons! Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Why on earth didn't you wear this? You'd look lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay here forever! <laughs> Why are you a gimp and I'm a nun? This doesn't seem fair at all. You get to have all the fun. I throw it back at him. <laughs> he catches it and says, well, seems like um, whatever they've given us has been nicely ironic, at least to their twisted sense of humour. Yeah. So one wonders, how did they know? Yeah, I hate that. Let's not... Oh, yeah. They... Hmm. Clank, clank, clank. As you, um, as the four of you head out into the uh, main hall, you can see that the tables have been laid out for breakfast. And as you sit down to actually a surprisingly pleasant breakfast of fruits, milk, and honey, you prepare to discuss with Anwin. No cake. No cake this morning. Question, does Corzin still have his tricorn, or was that taken away? You did put it outside the uh, drawer, so you do find it hanging on the doorknob, actually, yeah. Right, he puts it on. Okay. So he's uh, stood there. (laughs) Fucking half naked in a tricorn. Well, no, he stood there in uh, whatever the um, uh, period uh, appropriate underwear would have been. Bare-chested. Yeah. You probably have a set of elk uh, hide along with John's. <laughs> that, yeah, that probably goes to all of us, actually, that, isn't it? Uh, that Fighty would have made, or something of, of that ilk. But yeah, you you, you basically have, uh, yeah, causing you have long John's. Uh, like, you know, you've, uh, Scamp wake up in sort of this, in, in the collection, in sort of like a loose undershirt and short. And shorts. Oh, type thing. I want long shorts. And long shorts. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Fighty. Vern, <laughs> um, as you settle down to a surprisingly pleasant breakfast of fruits, milk, and honey, no cake, uh, oh. you prepare to discuss with Anwen the details mm-hmm. of your first 
task. And that is where we will pick up next time. So thank you all very much for listening. Thank you all very much for playing. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Though you can't tell your friend from foe, with fiery breath we'll overthrow. Your pack's too small, there's too much loot. You may still get a gift gimp suit. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.